0: switch mania playcast
1: welcome to episode 57 of the switch mania playcast
0: it's the go 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 it's the green light episode
2: hope everyone's ready for a bunch of announcements because we got a lot to cover
1: (laughs) oh my god and jp has a hard stop for us this is gonna be fun i don't think jp is gonna breathe he may pass out if he passes out, everyone, it's not the connection this time. He literally just wasn't <laughs> breathing. <laughs> oh my! So, as always, the Switch Collector is for sale at Switchopedia.com, and actually, it's also at, for sale at TheSwitchCollector.com. By the way, it's that's always been a thing, but I, we never we never talk about that. I never talk about that one. <laughs> no, me neither. It's I like Switchopedia.
0: Um, Can I just but, say how amazing no? it is
1: that it's for sale? <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous. Somebody asked today, is it limited? And I said, well, it's technically not limited, but we are low on stock. <laughs> and when we run out, like, I'll do another print run, but we have to have a significant amount of interest to be able to facilitate another print run. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it'll be out again, uh, eventually. And I am in the in the midst of shipping out the remainder of the international shippers um, that only got a book. A lot of people are asking about um, any type of tracking. For some reason, the warehouse decided not to ship out or send out tracking to like 300 people. So um, if you want tracking, just hit me up. <laughs> I'll get it to you, um, but I have to manually go through and it's like four or five clicks in my warehouse to be able to get to the tracking. So like if I try to do that, like there's my weekend. Um, so uh, just go ahead and hit me up. I'll look you up and I'll let you know when your book's in route. Um, Cause all of the US book only and combo backers, the books were shipped out, um, and I still got to get to all the items. They're in the garage. I got to sort them all out and do a whole thing. It's going to be so much fun. Um, told JP no more extra items. Damn it.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, and the like the covers, the wooden covers, the um, the wooden cover creator still working on those, so those aren't even done yet. Um and then I have all the arcades so those would be shipping soon. Um and but those that are international, I got to in bulk ship all the books to me because otherwise it would cost like $80 to ship the book to Australia and then $80 to ship the items to Australia. <laughs> like like so oh. I'm going to I'm going to ship it all one time. Um so, if you're not just like a book only backer and you've backed other things and you're international outside of the US, even Canada, I'm shipping mm-hmm. everything together. So, just, you know, working on it because at the same time, all the Black Box Challenge stuff came in. So, I've been shipping out um, hundreds of NES games at the same time manually because I'm building those. <laughs> so, I've been busy <laughs> to say the least. Um, as always, though, we also appreciate five star ratings on Apple Podcasts. Um, even though we are uploading onto Anchor now, um, it does still go to Apple, where most of you are listening to this podcast, and we appreciate you all.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Thank you. Yeah. Very much. Thank you. So let's get to some of our listener messages. Holy cow, guys. We have listener messages.
3: woo People love us. dang.
1: <laughs> so first off, everybody wanted to vote for who won... The challenge last week. So let's go ahead and play the votes um, and see what uh, some of the members had to say.
4: Let's do it. Game. Okay. Jeffrey wins.
2: I win. All right. Yes. Well, I, yo, I, I feel this is rigged here. Hold on. <laughs> so that was. It that <laughs> sounded like Jeffrey, didn't it? <laughs> so
1: that was Switchcore member Jesse Glenn. Uh, recorded. Oh, Jesse! You let me down. <laughs> um, so the next one, I think, if you know when you when you record one, listeners, uh, just pl- please say your name first. Otherwise, I mean, I can see who posts it sometimes, but sometimes it uses like a another name. Um, I don't
0: know about you, but that sounded like just uh, Jeffrey doesn't win, and that doesn't got cut out. Oh, yeah,
1: I, I oh, agree. I definitely <laughs> win. I definitely win. It's okay. Um, all right. So here is the next one. This one's a little bit longer. It's one from one of our longtime listeners.
4: I think Barry won the Dollar Challenge because everybody plays his game a little bit more. And my favorite two pieces of my Switch collection would be the Switchopedia book and the Saga Chronicles Pax Edition that JP got me.
1: So that wow. was Closable.
2: Closable, you are awesome. Thank you so much. I agree with your vote.
1: <laughs> so he likes... Twists
0: in your uh, top piece collections. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: So what was the item that you got him, JP? Because I couldn't was, quite make it out.
0: It was the mercenary Saga uh, double pack. From oh, PM2. cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. You know, It was funny, I normally have, I mean, I never went to PAX before, but, you know, once people knew I was going and they found out that there was an exclusive, the first thing people do is DM you, and I literally, like, I remember the first night I got to Boston, I'm in, I'm with PM Studios, I'm in the, like, the apartment that they rented, and I just have a notepad, literally going for, like, two hours through my DMs, just writing everybody's name, contacting them, and then it was so funny, because then when, you know, PAX opened up, I go over to Limited Run Games booth, who had the double pack. And I'm just like, hey, like the first day they knew who I was because like they knew my name. <laughs> but by the third day, they really knew me because every morning I'd come with like this laundry list. And I was like, hey, I got some more. Is it OK? And I mean, I must have bought like probably like over half their stock of those packs, uh, double packs for people. But I helped as many people as I could. And it, it was nice because, you know, I was glad I could give back that way.
1: <laughs> so we have one more vote. And either it's going to be a tiebreaker, or it's going to completely tie all three of us. So let's oh see.
4: <laughs> What's up, Jeff, Barry, and JP? This is Lisette from Austin, Texas. I am calling to vote on Jeff for your under a dollar game challenge. Um, have a good weekend. Bye.
3: I win. Oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So that's Lizette. Um, Lizette actually brought me a copy of uh, Troll and I to Classic Game Fest last year. (laughs) That was super cool. But I win. Thank you, Lizette.
2: You know, I'm going to say this. I had a feeling that you were going to win because when we first got the first vote in, you were like, I won. That's it, one of one that I definitely won, but you were so positive and and you had actually heard these before we did, so j p. and I are going into these recordings blind, no oh, Jeff yeah. has actually previously heard them, so Jeff is way too chipper about this whole thing going in, <laughs> so so I think we need to have a social experiment next time, you know, like maybe if if it's close again, let's not have Jeff win, and let's see how uh. How chipper he is to get to these votes. All I got to say is, you know, the best person will always win.
1: It's, it's all good. It's all good. And also, as JP would respect, you know, it's one of his favorite TV shows of all time, Survivor, they definitely stack the votes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> all right, so we do have um, three more voicemails. Uh, we have another one from Jesse Glenn. Um, and then we have two more from Ensendu.
0: Oh, nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah.
1: So let's go ahead and play them.
0: I was hoping
4: this episode would be about an hour longer. And as I said, Jeffrey wins the under a dollar challenge.
1: I forgot that
2: he said it again. (laughs) Of course, you conveniently forgot to rub it in our faces. But he wants us to record (laughs) more, JP. (laughs) Yeah, so so just going into this recording, JP is like, I have a hard hour and a half, Jesse. So if we have that hard hour and a half, it's all JP's fault. So don't get mad at us.
1: (laughs) All right, let's go ahead and listen to the other recording.
4: guys just finishing listening to the podcast um it's in you on twitter by the way fairly new to the whole switch scene but really enjoy it just want to say I enjoy the podcast a lot thanks for doing it i'm learning about a lot of cool games um i've reached out on twitter a few times and i've learned a bunch of new games uh just keep going on i really enjoy the podcast thanks guys awesome, awesome. thank
2: you that was fantastic yes thank you very
1: much thank you that's really cool And he has one more voicemail that he left. All right.
4: Hi, guys. It's Sen Senju again. I actually have a real question this time. So originally, I got a Switch Lite because I was thinking it was just going to be a Pokemon machine. Um, And as of the last couple months, I've really been enjoying some different style games on the Switch. Is it worth it to you to upgrade to the full Switch? Uh... You know, I'm happy with my light, but maybe that little bit of extra screen real estate. You know, what are your guys' opinion? Thanks.
1: It's a really good
2: question. Yeah, amazing. (laughs) I like
4: that. I like when they
2: ask us questions. That's yeah. So, Barry, why don't you start? Yeah, let's let's let Barry start. All right. Well, honestly, it's kind of a gray area right now, and the, the only reason I say that is. Do I prefer um, the actual Switch versus the Switch Lite? Yes. I play 99% of the time docked. So I am a true advocate to the pro controller and playing on the big screen TV. uh, And having the freedom to then, oh, you know, someone else needs to use the TV. Or, you know, I'm going to go to bed, but I kind of want to play a little more, but I don't want to fall asleep in the living room. Um, And just having that freedom. Uh, I totally recommend the, the standard Switch versus the Lite. The only reason mm-hmm. I said kind of hard area right now is because we really don't know Nintendo's plans. And it, they could really come out any time now and say, here's a Switch Pro or a Switch 2. It's been rumored for a while. And I hate to tell somebody, yes, absolutely go spend $300 on a Switch. And they do it. And then, like, a month later, here's a Switch 2. And it's like, oh, man. <laughs> so
3: yeah. if,
2: if it's really hard to say. If you plan to play docked, if you want to play docked, um, it's worth it. And if you plan to play the Switch for a long time like we are, then yes. Because honestly, the Switch 2 or Switch Pro could be two years out and there's no reason not to enjoy it now. Yeah,
1: probably a year and a half at least. They're not going to compete with this, with the PS5 and x <laughs> Correct.
2: Correct. Yeah. But we never know. It's Nintendo. Then. Never know. It surprises. All right, JP, what about you? What's your suggestion?
0: So... I've had the regular Switch since day one. That's the same one I use. I like it. I mean, I actually play 95% of it handheld, so you'd think I'd prefer the light, but I don't know. There's just still something about having that ability to dock it into the TV because there are times where, like, I'm playing something and then, you know, my kids want to play or I want to show Shanna something, my wife. So it's just so convenient to just dock it right in, take the controllers or take a pro controller, and you just have that flexibility. Um, so for me, I like just having both options available, and mm-hmm. that's what that extra hundred dollars gives you is that is that ch- choice to say, okay, today I want to play on the big screen, or now nah, I just want to take it on the go. Whereas, yeah. although I, I like the light, you are limited in that it's always got to be handheld, or it's got to be you know propped up with some, some accessory, and then you can still use a like a pro controller or the Joy Cons. Mm-hmm.
1: So for me, I'm gonna take what both of you said. Complete agreement. And let's uh, let's knock this over the uh, over the top now. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> basically, the switch though, the actual switch, the docked part is amazing. Obviously, being able to play an HDMI, being able to you know connect it to various like um, the Elgatos and everything to be able to stream them or whatever. But also, there are various other benefits to having the. The big switch is what you know what i'll call it uh, first of all is you have the flip grip so you can play things in in tape mode so you can play in vertical on certain games um the second part is is i like playing with the bigger controller so i have the daemon s machina joy cons and it has an actual um analog stick with some real travel so it plays a lot better for some of the long games so when i was playing xenoblade um, it's a longer game, and it was it was much more comfortable for long play sessions with handheld mode. Um, and I play in both. I'll play on my docked when I'm doing the Switchopedia Saturdays, or if I'm just want to do, you know, sit down in the game room and play. And then if I want to sit on the couch with family and we're all playing Switches, and my wife's playing Animal Crossing, and I'm playing something, my daughter's playing Minecraft, we're all in handheld mode. Um, the third reason to go the other, to a main Switch is. There are a few games that are only compatible with the actual Switch and not compatible with handheld. Uh, One being um, Super Mario Party. Super Mario Party you have to play with the the actual Switch because I wanted to play it the other day and we had to put it on the original Switch on the TV. So there are a few that do not support handheld mode. So if you want to play those games, there's a benefit. If you don't care about those games, then you know that's not as much of a benefit. But to me, um, the versatility of it, and I even have the pin switch, which you know you actually put the screen of the switch into it. And if we can, you know, promote the Switch Collector since you know, um, closable like the Switch Collector so much, um, we do have the custom Switch arcades which fit the screen of the big Switch. So there's multiple reasons to go with a, a big switch I, I do also agree with Barry that you never know when Nintendo will announce an upgrade um, but there is the you know switch 1.5 where you have a little bit longer battery life and the joy cons were supposedly uh, fixed slightly um, from the drift issues from the initial so if you get the red box ones um, you could potentially get a, a much better switch than a original launch one so there's my answer.
2: Yeah, that's actually something I'm meant to uh, talk about, which you did, was the Joy-Con ability mm-hmm. to play those games. Uh, not that one, two Switch is really a g- great example, but Super Mario yeah. Party for sure, and even <laughs> um, just just uh, came out, you know, like the the bowling uh, and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, and and honestly, all of the couch co-op games are fun, right?
1: Like yeah. playing couch co-op on a big screen with four people on a screen, like it's much better on a big screen than in handheld. Even if you could connect a bunch of controllers to it to the handheld mode, it might kind of be bad on a small screen. So I mean, if you want to play old school video games too, like that, I mean, hell, Super Mario Maker two is four player, like that's infinite. <laughs> Even Smash Brothers, <laughs> <or> <laughs> <Yeah>. Mario Kart. <laughs> that's right. I think we lost JP. He's sleeping. Aww. <laughs>
0: I'm listening to you guys.
1: <laughs> well, thank you, everybody, for uh, recording. Um, make sure, after we talk about our dollar challenge today, that um, you guys let us know who wins. We got to gotta take away the crown for me, everyone. Um, who knows? <laughs> who knows? It oh, was <laughs> a bad weekend for that. Well, I think JP's kind of been cheating this week because he's like, I'm going to post my game early and let everybody get excited about it. So he's cheating Ooh. already. JP's I been know. posting his dollar challenge. Cause what if I wanted to pick that game and we would have randomly done it? Now I knew what game you had. You're cheating, JP. Cheat.
2: <laughs> JP's always well, a I cheater. Post, I posted what game I picked too. You're a cheater I'm, too. I... Trying to build Wait, hype. I, did.
0: I didn't see it.
2: Yeah, needed did I. <laughs> see, so here we go. Here we go. Now, just completely off the record, JP yelled at me earlier. Don't you see my tweets?
0: So yeah, right there. I admit he did.
2: JP admits that he didn't see my tweets. So there. How's I it didn't. feel? You see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you, everybody, for your messages. Make sure you go to anchor.fm slash switchmania to record a message for us. And definitely let us know who wins this week's Dollar Challenge. Um, all right. Uh, should we go into news since we know there's a million things, or should we do the game of the episode first? No, do, do the no. game first. <laughs> I don't want to give JP anxiety by like, oh, my God, I'm going to go. I think we should do the game of the episode I think we should do the game of the episode. We should do the dollar challenge and pickups and then do the news. Oh, all right. That's a lot of news. <laughs> there's, a, there's too much news. We got to end it with the news because if JP has a hard cutoff, I'm not going to have him go for an hour and a half just talking news. And then we got no time for anything else. So That's JP good. will just have to talk faster. Fine. <laughs> Is that possible? Fine. Fine. Hey, you just challenged JP. JP. Oh my. It did. We oh go. my. All <laughs> right, everybody. All right, so the game of the episode is Urban Flow by Baltoro Games. It was released on June 26th of 2020 on the Nintendo Switch, and it is a bit of a strategy game uh, that supports up to four players, which... Playing this by myself, I can only imagine how chaotic it would be with four players. Oh, my God. Um, So, Urban Flow is a game about the subtle beauty of the city streets filled with cars moving in perfect harmony. But such order does not happen all by itself. The city needs you to control the traffic lights and to make sure everything goes smoothly. That means no crashes, JP. No jams. Everything will run perfectly as long as you stay focused. Immerse yourself in a blue, beautiful, handcrafted, low poly world to discover the enormous satisfaction of watching the hundreds of tiny colorful cars flowing through these streets, all while listening to the chill urban music. Alright. So, it's a pretty good description. That's one of the best Metacritic, because we read these on Metacritic when they're available. Uh, Metacritic descriptions that's available out there. I like it. it. Has a very favorable score, it's an 8.8. So everybody kinda likes this game. Um From my perspective, I played it for a good couple hours, Um, enjoyed it, but this reminded me a lot of a previous game that we just played that was download-only, where you had to multitask with 27 things going on at the same time. Um, Damage in Transit. (laughs) Damage in Transit. And this one was a lot more um, chaotic than Damage in Transit, because you had like 20 different things coming at you at once. Because there was different modes, there's like your story mode, but then there's like your time attack mode, and there's this one spot where there's like six to eight freaking cars coming at you all at the same time, and you gotta hit them all, hit all the buttons in tandem as they're coming, and certain cars like supersede others, like if an ambulance comes, it can't wait as long as another car, and cars get impatient um i would constantly hit the motorcycles or bicyclers like constantly (laughs) they would all die on me Uh, so i wouldn't even pay attention sometimes i would forget to hit the button again and stop the cars and they would just keep going and crash into a train like um the game is really beautiful though the music's pretty cool and chill um however like for me i get anxiety playing this game i absolutely get anxiety and i'm definitely not good at it um what about you, JP? So I got
0: almost through the first stage of uh, uh, I do not even know the word. Uh like there's different levels, I guess I'll call them levels. So I got through almost like level one. I got to the ninth or tenth uh stage. Way farther it, than me, JP.
1: Way farther yeah. than me.
0: <laughs> and what I so there's a few things that I like about the game. One is that it's it's like the Angry Bird kind of style where you can get up to three stars based on your performance. And as long as you get at least one star, you've technically beaten the level. So if you want to be that crazy completionist and get you know a perfect run or a near perfect run and get the three stars, you can do that. So there's that added challenge. Or if you just kind of want to do your best, try and make it through and then move on, you absolutely can do that as well. I actually like the game. I completely agree that it's stressful. It's not a relaxing (laughs) game because it's just like, you know, they kind of just throw you in. They have some screens of just... This is what you do. This is what you shouldn't do. And go have fun. And, you know, you start off with four traffic lights um, that you're trying to maintain. And then it goes up to like six and more. And then, like Jeffrey said, the ambulances are special cars where you really need to let them through immediately. And I mean, it's it's very pretty to look at. I found it to be very fun. Like, I actually really do enjoy it. Um, But it gets chaotic very fast, like within like the. Second or third, third or fourth uh, level already, just in like the level in the uh, maybe I'll call it worlds I don't know, world one. Um, Probably world, yeah, because world. Yeah, it was already it was already getting crazy. And what happens is you're just trying to watch so much at a time um that there's just so much going on. And then there's you know pieces where there's a uh, overhead and there's cars just going that don't interact with yours at all, but you're still watching them even though they don't matter to your performance. And then, you know, you start seeing arrows on the road. So cars can go straight. They can go right, left. And there's uh, there's circles where you have to, you don't know if they're going to loop around or keep going straight. There's trains coming. I mean, the (laughs) game is just crazy. But the music is so calm. Everyone, like, you know, pretty happy and bustling in the city. Um, But I liked it. I mean, I I found it to be very fun. It's definitely a very challenging game. Um, So if you want to be tested. Uh, this is probably the the game for it um, and what's really cool is that you know they have this campaign mode where you're going through the levels they have an endless mode they have a casual mode where you remove the um, like the special vehicle stuff like that so you have a lot of options within the game um, the other thing that I would say that I was thinking about is I was playing in handheld and you have two options you can use your joy cons and on the screen it'll tell you like this light belongs to To button B, and this one is A, this one is the L trigger. Um, Or you can do touchscreen. And I have to say, the touchscreen, I tried it after, like, the fifth or sixth stage. Much more convenient to play a touchscreen. Oh, I didn't even know
1: there was a touchscreen.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) And it it was just so much more easier to kind of just, like, you know, use two fingers. Like, you're pointing your fingers, and you're like, okay, and now I feel like an operator. I'm, like, stopping this one, I'm letting (laughs) this one go. Because a lot of times, like, um, I forget which game I was playing. It was like a time-based game, and I, oh, uh, it was Bug Fables, and I would just forget, like, where's the B button, where's the X button, and yes, so yes. when I'm trying to do this with traffic, I'm letting the wrong cars go, crashing into each other, and it was just so much easier to just kind of just press the stoplights. Um, yeah. Also, I don't know I don't know if you this, but there's actually a slowdown mode where you can press in the left thumbstick, and everything slows down a little bit to give what? you a little what? bit more time. Yep. <laughs> Um, Other than that, you know, from what I saw so far, as far as I got in the game, you have extra life. So if you crash, you know, you get a a do over in the sense that the cars disappear and you keep going with that stage. So you don't just end immediately. But, you know, I think I did pretty well for what I played. I got a number of three stars. I think the biggest stage where I got three stars, it was one hundred and eight cars that I let go. And I was impressed with myself because that one started to get crazy. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, "Oh man, I, I just I perfect scored this. Like this feels good," um, but yeah, I mean, I I liked it. I uh, I thought it was a fun game. I, I'm very curious to see what else there is in in the later worlds because this is obviously still the beginning levels. But other than hmm. that, I mean, I I would I would go back to it. It's a it's a fun puzzle game.
1: Fun puzzle game. JP.
0: Yes. Were you not using <laughs> headphones? headphones
1: no no that's why I can hear my echo in the audio okay
0: (laughs) I never use headphones
1: yeah if you don't use headphones sometimes I hear an echo uh yeah
2: JP all right Barry (laughs) so back when we did damage in transit I stated how I very much enjoyed the game and and wanted to keep going but there were certainly levels that started making me sweat, like the anxiety, like, oh, my God, so i got to pay attention to two things at once and go crazy. Well, this game just blows that out of the water right <laughs> off the bat. This game triggered my anxiety like nothing else. And and I did not play handheld. Um, uh, so with, if I had touch screens, it probably would have been easier. But now I was using the Pro Controller, so I'm trying to remember which button is what, and I'm turning lights green when I should be leaving them red because I pushed the wrong button, and I start panicking and, cars are going left and right and crashing and it's very very unforgiving like you, you know you have that one do-over but when you have like three crashes you're dead anyway so it, it just got to the point when i got halfway through the first world i had six lights at a time and it was changing lanes and circles uh, circles and trains i'm like oh my god this is so much and i was trying to like dart my eyes all around the screen and try to pay attention and not let them wait too much and and try to let them go and then one turns left when it wasn't supposed to turn left and one goes around a circle again and crashes another and I'm like, ah, you know, it just got so crazy that I, I had to put it down at, after a certain point and just said, I, I can't, <laughs> I just, I am going <laughs> legit crazy trying to play this game and it, it just was too much, like, relaxing puzzle game. I was like, oh, a, yeah, was stressful, things going on in life, I just want a nice little <laughs> puzzle game, relax. <clears throat> this was the polar opposite of that. And, and I, I needed a game to relax myself after playing this game. Like, I needed, like, something to just... So you played Damage in and Transit. <clears throat> I almost I probably broke would have Barry. Aced, I would have aced Damage in Transit if I played <laughs> that afterwards. But, no, it, it, I mean, I could definitely see it fun, especially with multiplayer. Uh, a bunch of people around the room, each everyone controlling a light, and, you know, someone screwing up on purpose, and everyone screaming <laughs> at them. Like, I could see a lot of fun there, but single-player... Oh no! <laughs> is he says, not, "Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> this is not a game that I. If, if you play single player, like I, I can't like I can't like go back to this. It's Here's just what
0: I don't understand this. With all these tournaments where it's like fighting games and stuff, why is this not ga- Game not in there? I mean, I would like to see this on the big screen and see people going crazy trying to control traffic." You know, people, and that's true. It?
2: This is a great spectators game. I oh, would yeah. watch the heck out of this, but playing it?
0: No, no yeah, <laughs> no I mean, more delay. You, you have to imagine like the last stage in the entire game must just be insane because it was so funny no. where um, when no, you get you. the slowdown ability, that's the stage where the traffic just starts speed. It doesn't even speed up. It just ramps up. Because from the previous stage, I'm like, okay, like, I can manage this. I, maybe I'll crash once or twice. But then when they told you about like the slowdown, I'm like, why are they telling me this? Like, Why do I need to know this right now so early in the game? And then the cars just started like flying by, and I'm like, okay, now I know why.
1: Now I know I why that, you, that, that there was a slowdown mode because I didn't get that far. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about that either.
0: Oh man. oh, man.
1: So what's the price of Urban Flow in the eShop?
0: That's a good question, Jeffrey, and I'm going to tell everybody right now. Yeah. So, um... So, I have it up. It is going for... uh, It's normally $14.99. It's on sale right now for $11.24. So,
1: from my perspective, um... This game is not for me. It does look real cool. And I think that there's enough there that if you enjoy um multitasking games like this could be like a brain trainer almost mm-hmm. um, if you enjoy those type of games like it's really cool probably wait for a further sale in the eShop maybe um, 15 bucks is a bit much for a for a digital game of this style for me that's it but if you enjoy these type of games I mean it's it's definitely fun um,
2: again though I it broke me a few times <laughs> <laughs> I, I certainly can relate to that. <laughs> I agree. If, if, if definitely wait for a sale, uh, a further sale. And if this is the kind of thing you like, frantic puzzle games like this, you like multitasking, then this will definitely you know challenge you. Yep. But it's just not a game for me, and not one I could recommend if you have anxiety, <laughs> doing too many things at once. JP.
0: So I'm gonna go a different route. I actually think it is worth it. I, I think it's definitely worth it for the eleven twenty-four that's on sale right now. The fifteen dollars, if you like these type of games, I think it's well worth the money because you know they say they have has over hundred levels. There's a lot to do in the game. Like I said, there's endless mode to keep challenging you the casual, um, the multiplayer. But to me, like I think the game is very well polished. Um, it looks very nice. I like the music. And the game is fun. I mean, yes, it's frantic, it's crazy. And it just revs up to like an 11 by the third stage, so God only knows what the future levels are like. But I think it's well worth the money. I mean, I I definitely think you're going to get your money's worth out of it if you like to be challenged, if you like puzzle games. Um, And it's just something different. Uh, So, to me, I would say it is worth it. Now, with that said, we were provided the codes by Baltoro Mm -hmm. Games, so I do want to take this moment to thank them for allowing us to play their new game really awesome Um, yes thank you very much but i would say that um if i had if i had seen this 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 probably would have been on my radar and like in my wish list like for like at ten dollars i think i would have definitely picked it up 15 maybe i would have waited a little bit just because i don't always go for puzzle games right away but if you are a puzzle fanatic definitely try this one out i think you're gonna like it a lot um of course you will be stressed out so don't play it before bed Maybe don't. play We're gonna go hang out with uh, your significant other, or about to go on the road yourself. And if you're like Barry, don't play it at all. Yes, don't. But no, I I enjoyed this game. I thought it was a lot of fun. <clears throat> See, um, this is one of those things
2: where, even even when they provide a code and thank you very much for the code, like we're we're gonna give our honest opinions always, like, always. And, and that's that's really how it is. Like I wanted to like this game, and it just it just way it works for me. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. <laughs>
4: I
0: think mm-hmm. what I like about being able to try out the different games is that this like I said this game maybe I wouldn't have bought it right away I maybe would have waited the it was on sale but you know it's another genre that I don't normally play like the damage and transit like I probably would never have even known that game was available but it got me into the whole the multitasking puzzle aspect and then you have Urban Flow which is very similar to it but you know different setting, different conditions, things like that, but I'm finding that I really do enjoy them. Like, I like to be challenged. I, I like puzzle games. I've always been a fan of them, um, and this one is just just balls-to-the-wall crazy, so... Yeah. Balls-to-the-wall,
1: man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, JP, did you do a poll for this, or were you too busy cu- focusing on your dollar challenge?
0: Too busy focusing on the dollar challenge.
1: <laughs> That's Sorry. Hard. Um, So... Next week, what game are we playing?
0: We are playing. It's a little game. That's it's a small game. From, Nobody knows from about Inti Creates. It. I mean, I don't even know if people have heard of this. It's a sequel to another like little itty bitty game. We might have just done two episodes on the series. Might that may have just been in a few presentations that yes. you know hundreds of thousands of people have seen. But that JP's going to playing... gonna probably talk about for an hour. Here yes, in <laughs> I will. I'm going to go fast on that. But we are playing bloodstained curse of the moon dose yes i can't wait
1: hopefully it is if it's even you know on par with the first game is the first game is in my top five Swift, mm-hmm. favorite switch games oh if it's even close i i can't
0: wait i'm excited so well i i i watched the first level during the uh, new yes. game expo plus and they had the one of the developer developer playing the whole first level uh next to inti creates and, I mean, it looked fantastic. I mean, even the nice. boss, like, the animation just looks so good. And, I mean, if that's any indication of how the game is going to be. And you're only playing as Zangetsu, Zangetsu at that point. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'll i I'll let us Can speak we. for it next week. But I have a feeling we're probably going to enjoy this one. I mean,
1: I already know I'm going to like it. I just hope it lives up to the first game. Yeah. Like that's the problem game.
2: is we're hyping it so much. We, we are. are. And, and, I, yeah. I think and that's... Find out. One of the things that was so charming about the first game is no one expected it. It came Correct. out of nowhere. It was, yep. hey, you're a Kickstarter. Guess what? We just made this extra game. Here you're getting it for free. And mm-hmm. we're like, wait, what? This is going to tide us over? Cool. This is great. Uh, and we had zero expectations. But now the uh, the bar is quite high. Hooper high. Thing, yeah. so, <laughs> so let's hope it meets it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't can wait.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait. So... Before we go to the Dollar Challenge, since JP folks on too much, let's talk about what we got in. <laughs> um, I actually got some games in this week, so it's a weird week for me. Um, and I actually got in my Xeno Crisis for Dreamcast, which was pretty nice. cool. Um, but I got in three interesting games. Um, a lot of people I saw there posting it, but I also got in the Namcot Collection. Nice. In, so finally got that in. Um, I got in Super Rare Games Tricky Towers collector's edition Ooh. which is really fun. I I can't wait cuz it looks just like four player like crazy topple tetris. Oh, mm-hmm. looks like so much fun. And then a game that I actually got in today um from JanduSoft, Soft I got an in Indie Indie Oh, you got yours in. Nice. Oh. Yeah. So really cool that I got an Indie Eclipse from um from Jandu.
0: Which version did like... you go with?
1: I don't know. It says Ultra Collectors, but it's like, nice. but it's it's just a normal game. I didn't. I don't have anything special. I haven't opened it yet. Um, is it a box? Just the case? No, just just the case. Oh, Yeah, okay. yeah. it goes and it came with a ultracollectors.com, dot um, five euro off coupon. Oh,
3: nice. Which is
1: pretty cool. Um, I'm probably not going. Or I'm definitely going to put that in with the with the game because I like all the little accoutrements that come with that stuff. So it's weird though. I actually got some games in. I think I think the. World's going to end, because, like, I'm almost, just just so you know, like, I've been telling this to JP and Barry, like, throughout the week, I'm pretty much on a buying hiatus for a while, because uh, Blaster Master Zero One and 2 kind of broke me. It was um a little too expensive for the collectors, mm-hmm. but I wanted it so bad, because I have Blaster Master, I have the Worlds of Power Blaster Master, I mean, I literally did Twisted Reality's Mountain my own Worlds of Power series, because I remembered Blaster Master as a kid, so it's like... Mm-hmm and they it was so expensive and i'm like man and i'm just like you know what i need to put a pause on anything that's not super essential i will go and start collecting stuff i mean we're literally making the books on it so i'll know what i need um but like i will i'm gonna have to hunt stuff later like it's gonna be tough because some games are gonna be expensive i guarantee you um but I also wasn't collecting everything either so I'm not I won't have as much anxiety as JP would doing that <laughs> I don't
0: collect everything <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um, you know
2: some, someone needs to make a meme now you know how there's the 2020 memes and it's like you know January Australia was on fire and March COVID and you know all, all the bad things we need to have July Jeffrey actually had games to present <laughs> that he
1: picked up yeah and and I got broken by Blaster Master now I, honestly though like it's more like I have um I'm going to be going just for like the super must owns, like the big, big titles. Um, because, like, how many games do I have right now that I pre ordered? And my wife gives me crap because I'm like, well, I have this many pre ordered from this company, this many pre ordered from this company. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to do it. Like, I'll, I'll pre order some games, but it's mm-hmm. going to be few and far between. Because there's so many that were just announced, too, that JP's going to yeah. get to later.
2: And it's like, I- oh. I'm kind of you know, curious if Curse of the Moon Two is in that list of must owns. Well, I mean it's TBD we'll when that. it'll come out, <laughs> and
1: we don't even know if it has a physical because J.P. not told does. us yet. Yeah, it does. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm leading the listeners to listen later.
0: Uh, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> no, I gotta say, I I put together what was coming out like this week because I it's normally sick, like pre-order right beforehand, and it was like close to $300 just for next mm-hmm. week's games coming out. Not even pre-orders, just actually coming out next week all like yeah. all over the world. And I'm just thinking like, oh, we're starting to ramp up again pretty hard. Well, and Not like, say that. <laughs> as I mentioned
1: too, though, like I've been shipping nonstop for two different projects at the same time. So like all my Hagen's Alley funds are, are um tied up but also like because of covid there's been no conventions for me to sell books so i have no cushion so i'm like super nervous too because i i don't like playing the line when it comes to shipping and things because like you know everybody's getting their stuff regardless so and i don't want to jump dump, in jump into my um actual funds i want to use the business funds so that's where i'm like well i'm gonna not buy switch games for a little bit just to uh just to take a pause. There's a lot of cool stuff though, that's the problem. Curse of the moon okay. too. I mean if they do another Nest Box, which they probably will, um, that's gonna break me again, damn it. <laughs> but I am uh,
0: I'm hoping well. I could last till the end of the switch. <laughs> that's my goal I don't like it's funny like they showed the ps5 cases this week and mm. I'm thinking like oh thank God like I just don't care for them like, they, don't, they don't do anything for me I mean I was like you know we talked about it. I wasn't gonna buy a ps5 right away but I look at the cases sometimes right and I just go like oh those cases just look collectible, and <laughs> I look at the PS5, I'm like, oh, those don't look like I need to have them yeah. on my shelf, so I'm like, well, okay, I'm good, now just the Switch is, you know, in, what, fourth year, and I'm just hoping I can just ride it to the end and And, and then...
1: you are partially to blame, JP, for, for breaking me, too, because you got me into the, um, what was it? The, what's that handheld?
0: Oh, the Evercade.
1: Evercade. The Evercade, now I don't even have it for, like, months now, because it's on back order, I'm like, I might just cancel
0: my order. <laughs> I, I mean... I got to say, there's actually an uh, Evercade compilation coming out that hasn't been announced yet, but uh, somebody cool had told me about it, and it's going to be uh, very interesting, especially for you, Jeffrey. Uh oh. He's I, doing I probably... that just to keep you hook, line, and sinker yeah. there. <laughs> but it's a lot oh, of they, fun. I mean, sorry. they've been teasing arcade games, and they won't tell you what kind. And we already know we have, like, the Namco, the Atari collection, so it's not those. But when you start thinking our arcade, my mind just instantly goes to x-men spider-man avengers like those games growing up Mm -hmm. and who's to say like they won't get the rights for them i mean Anything is possible, honestly, with the Evercade. Like, I love the Switch, but, like, the Evercade, I feel like I'm the unofficial... I, I want to be an unofficial ambassador because I really do dig it. I love compilation cards. You know, this is the Switch Media Playcast, and now it's the Evercade uh, Playcast. But, no, I just... I think it has a lot of potential, and I feel like there's a lot of support behind it. Like, if you're on social media, you see them really actively building this community around it. And mm-hmm. the fact that they're spacing out uh, their pre-orders you know they start with 10 right i mean that's a lot but over the next like couple years you know they already say like oh we want to have x amount of releases but the next two releases right now i think are coming out in october like there's a big gap now between the first 10 that people can buy all at once or over the next couple months and then the next two which are for pre-order already and one of them is xeno crisis and it's um oh my gosh and you know, the uh, Fox Tanglewood and Tanglewood. Tanglewood, thank you. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, you know, those are fun games, and the fact that they're going to have this wide range of, of arrows on this console, I mean, I think it... I, I see good things for it, and I definitely see a lot of people starting to get behind it, so, yeah. Sorry my about other, that, Jeffrey, but... My other no, thing sorry. is,
1: too, with with those is, like, I, I know the developers through, like, supporting them on Kickstarter, and I want to continue mm-hmm. to support them, because, you know, they did, you know, they're doing the ground pound indie oh, yeah. dev thing and so it's like that but the games aren't super expensive and it's not near the switch right now where there's yeah. so much and, and they, like i'm still gonna buy games for the switch it's just i'm slowing down significantly and just like every week there's 300 dollars worth of pre-orders <laughs> or more and i'm like eh, i'm good i will get stuff and like mm-hmm. so, for example, like Limited Run. Um, if we ever get to go to conventions again, sometimes they have extra stock, so I'll have a fun time getting it from them in
0: person or something. Right. Like, and what's and, nice is you you do that. It's it's pretty much like the the market value of what they sold it. Yeah. For. They don't overcharge their own games. So when you go to a convention, they have a lot. Like at PAX, I mean, there was a lot of the back stock that. Like, even, like, the River City Girls, like, Collector's Edition, Celeste Collector's, like, the big items are still mm-hmm. available. And you know what? I went there first thing in the morning, so you're first in line, you have your pick. So it's very doable. I mean, you definitely can, you know, pick up their, back, their backlog. And I um, will
1: say that, like, my favorite thing was, so I got back my gaming collection in 2008, 2009. Cause, so I was, you know, in the Army um, over in Germany, deployed to iraq for 15 months and then came back and and all of my stuff during that whole time was in what they call non-temporary storage well when i got back and moved to florida i got my entire game collection back and so it like created this thing where i was like man i want to just start going around so i went to flea markets and everything and started collecting games and i feel like you know I'll look forward to doing that with the Switch and finding some stuff. And if I don't find everything right away, I'm okay because as I find new stuff, maybe that'll be the time we play for the Playcast. Or maybe that'll be the time when, you know, like... I hunt something down because we want to play it on the Playcast. Because I have been hinting that we need to play the backlog anyways, JP. But you keep on getting awesome games for coats.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. You didn't want to play Bloodstained?
1: Oh, I want to play all of <laughs> yeah. the things. That's my thing, too, is I like playing games. I Even the game of the episode, Urban Flow, was fun. It was cool. Um, Gave me anxiety, but it was cool. <laughs> but, but I enjoy playing new things. And like getting so many games every week for a while and it's like well there's more than I can even fathom to play and my backlog's growing and I'm like mm-hmm. m- I'm going to dive into the backlog I actually dived back into a game this week um and we'll t- we'll talk a little bit why after uh, Barry and JP talk about what they got in cuz there's
2: a reason why I got to dig into my backlog yeah. mm. <laughs> Well, one thing I'll say before I go into my pickups, uh, based on something you actually mentioned, JP, yeah. about the PS5
3: yeah.
2: uh, boxes. You know, I, I I will be getting a PS5. Me but too. Me too. I, I uh, <clears throat> You know, I started with the PS4, and my collection was pretty small, and I did the same thing. I went to GameStop. I bought like buy two, get one, freeze,
3: yeah. you know, and
2: just got the games I really wanted and stuff later on, after, you know, when it was cheaper. And then Limited <laughs> Run started and I started getting all them, and all these other companies started coming in, and now I have no room for PS4 games, because there's just so <laughs> many, and about, I'm going to say 60-70% to of them are limited companies, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing that with the PS5, like, I'm just going to get the games I want, and that's it, like, it's going to be so much smaller,
3: mm-hmm. So, I,
2: and I, I, the box art helps, like, it's like, yeah, you know what, this doesn't look that great, I'm fine with having a smaller collection, <laughs> I say that now, and like, four years now i'll be like god i got a thousand ps5 games what am i gonna do
1: Um, you know what the problem is for me barry i do the same thing and my problem is is that i have not been buying ps4 games now, because I'm not buying Switch games, I'm going to go to, like, a GameStop or something and be like, oh, look, there's Spider-Man and these other, like, uh, the Jedi Fallen Order and these amazing games, yeah. and they're all super cheap, Because and I haven't played them because I've only been buying, all my money's been in Switch. And it's like, oh, gross. I don't want to.
4: <laughs> I don't want to yeah. do
1: it. Gross. I don't want to do it. And let me go buy more Switch games, damn it. But they never have Switch yeah. games at GameStop on the shelf, so it's like...
2: <laughs> well and that's another thing too you mentioned like going to flea markets and stuff and finding yeah. them that way like I love doing that That oh. that's how I got a lot of my collection going Pre- to garage COVID. sales pretty, obviously pretty, <laughs> and, and you know years ago too but yeah. back then like if you found a GameCube game or PS2, Xbox you know you, you knew when you opened it up there had to be a manual for it to be complete but with Switch, PS4 Xbox it's One like you have no idea yep. if it's supposed to have anything and most times it's not so you'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll buy this. And you think it's complete. And then you find out, oh, this one did come with a manual or an art book or something. Like, oh, no, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. And
2: a lot of times it's harder to find just those missing pieces, and you might as well just buy another one at that point. Right. That's the worst part about GameStop. Like, there's so
1: few times that you can find anything <clears> complete because they like to piecemeal it out anyways.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got, a, I got a GameStop new game in this week for PS4. And it came – everything was there, but it was – New label slapped right on it, and it was opened and gutted. I'm like, really? And they put an extra sticker on it just to ruin Yeah. Yeah. Thanks.
1: Thanks,
2: Thanks, Reggie. uh, No, No, he's not with GameStop anymore. He's with uh, Spin Masters now, right? Yep. (laughs) Man, he's just hopping around. He's hopping around. But no, as for what I picked up for the Switch, uh, I had a little bit of weaker or or a little bit of stronger uh, week. I had uh, the Blair Witch just came out. I got got that. I got it in.
0: Where'd you order from?
2: Amazon, Japan. I love this. Every time people who listen to the Playcast,
0: they hear it. mention
2: a game that JP hasn't <laughs> had no, yet, mine,
0: where'd you get it? shipped and didn't <laughs> deliver yet. Well, you
1: notice, you notice Barry. He didn't give me as much sass for
0: getting Endy Calyps. <laughs> I didn't get <laughs> well, that in no, yet either. But. The, the reason why is because um, the CEO and founder of Yandusoft is helping me out with some of these UIG titles with English uh, from Spain. Yeah. So he held on to my indie clip so he could ship everything together. Ah. So that's and it, why well, I'm not concerned because I <laughs> I already know where mine is. He's What's, got the special treatment. Actually, oh, yeah. like
1: the developer is or the the you know John Dusoff, he's really cool too. And I actually I got that game in, but last night I shipped out his his Switch collector, which is pretty <laughs> funny. Like it was like meta in such a way that you know developers and publishers are supporting yeah. like what we do. It's really cool. Can I
0: just say uh, this week? You know a lot lot Of people have been getting the Switch Collector book in, so every time somebody tags one of us, I thank them, I reshare it, I share the link, <laughs> we can get it. And then, um, uh, Sarge or uh, Jeff or whoever was running the uh, Special Reserve Games account was like, Oh, are there any games in there that Sarge would like? And I was like, Give it time, there's going to be. <laughs> so I'm just like, This is fun, I mean, because year two is you know where all the limited companies and indie companies start coming in, and it just makes the book, I think, that much more fun. Oh, and by the way, let me whisper something.
1: I'm done with Volume (laughs) 2. Like, like I am done with Volume 2. I just need to, like, I'm I'm writing the reviews, which we launched Volume 1 while I was writing the reviews, so... Just, um, I re-engaged the artist, the cover artist, because mm-hmm. two months ago he said, yeah, I'll get on it in a week, and I forgot to hit him up, so. <laughs> I was like, hey, did you get started? Because I have another artist that hit me up that was interested in doing a cover, and the dude does amazing work, so. Let's get
2: back to Barry's pickup, since we took sure, it away. let's do it. <laughs> yeah, sure. I guess I picked up Switch Collective Volume 2 already, you know, that's, that's cool. <laughs> um, so I also got, speaking of twos, I got Deadly Premonition 2 when I uh, came in. Uh, Catherine, full body came nice. in. Um, then I also got a package that uh, for those listeners, uh, the package from Playasia that was been two months, two oh. months sitting, and finally came, which was uh, the Human Resource Machine Deluxe and mm-hmm. the uh, the I forget the the full name it was like the thousand one four pack with a bunch of Japanese games. Yes, um, that worth that it? showed up at two months. I was waiting for that game. Thanks to COVID. Worth the wait, right? Uh, <laughs> worth the wait. Uh, I got Vamp Race from Game Fairy, which mm-hmm. is cool to see their second <laughs> release. Uh, Spirit of the North finally showed up, and uh, my wife actually just took that right away. I was like, no, I'm playing this. <laughs> and uh, I also got the Namcot collection, the English cover. The Kots of the Nam. Uh, and I got the um, Mr. Driller English cover as well came in. Nice. So that's what I got.
0: Very nice. My turn? Yes,
2: your turn. Go for All it, All right, Jay, let's please.
0: start with Tuesday. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> all right, so I just sunk in my night. chair. Like that both of you really don't are these fosical releases, which are the no. codes and cases, no cartridge, but I'm, I think I'm just down that rabbit hole where I'm just going to go for a full set and then hopefully remember to redeem the codes before they all expire because that's the irony is I'll have these sealed games uh, that I'll never be able to play anyway. But I got in the first wave of the Microids replay. So the, this is uh uk only it's gear club unlimited one moto racer four super chariot siberia one toki and yesterday origins now all of these got true physical releases some in the u.s some uk only um but they're re we're redoing them as digital codes for very affordable i think it's like 12 or 15 dollars a piece so you know if you don't have these games and you don't want to spend a little bit more on the actual carts this is your alternative but I have, I own, I came I took a picture of how many Siberias I own now. Um, it was gross. Somebody, it was funny. Somebody was like, JP, you, did, did you know that this came out physically? And he shows me a picture of Siberia 1, 2, and 3. And then I had to you take a picture. No. I was like, I no, think I you're don't. missing a few. I said Siberia 1, 2, 3. Then Siberia 1 and 2 double pack. Then the Siberia Trilogy double, uh, triple pack with all the games on one cart. And then this digital code. So there's six times I own Siberia. I mean, it's just crazy, but I'll, I'll keep owning it. Um, okay, then what else did I get in? So then we... Uh, I have to scroll a little bit. Okay, so I got Catherine full body in. I got the Mortal Kombat 11 Aftermath collection, which is another phosical release, so it's the digital code with all the content now for Mortal Kombat, just no actual cartridge uh, that came in. Then I got in, because I need all my variant covers... I already had the Sega Genesis collection in the U.S. I had to buy the Sega Mega Drive Classics collection. And this is the exact same 50 games, except on the cover it says Mega Drive and instead of Genesis. <laughs> so I bought that. You have a sickness, also, JP. <laughs> so then I also got in the 30-in-1 Game Collection Volume 1 uh, from Just Four Games in the U.K. And today, Just Four Games actually... Confirmed to us, to everybody, through one of my tweets, exactly what's going on with all these 30-in-1s uh, and, and whatnot. So if you haven't followed my tweet on this, I'm going to tell you right now. Um, a while back, Mastiff put out a collection at GameStop only called Party Planet. So maybe you remember this game. Yep. Mm-hmm. This is the equivalent to the 30-in-1 game collection volume one that just came out in the UK. But later, like in a month or so, we're getting what's called the 30-in-1 game collection. Just that, and that's from Merge Games. That is actually the 30-in-1 Game Collection Volume 2 that is digital only in the UK. So the one coming out by Merge is not the Party Planet that we Why got. don't they
1: call it Party Planet 2? I,
0: I well, Mastiff isn't doing it any longer. Now it went back, or it, Merge took over. But to me, it's a little confusing because... I yeah. I was I was going back and forth with them trying to confirm exactly what was what, and they go, No, no, no. The one in the US does not have a volume after the name. It's just thirty and one game collection. I said, Okay. So chronologically they- confused. Thanks. Yeah, I I'm I'm literally like I had to talk to them like three times just to like understand what was going on. But for those who have Party Planet Pick up the thirty and one game collection in the US that's coming out because it's a different batch of games. JP, know, make sure make sure I don't mess that up in the Switch collector
2: in the future. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, a, we'll look you. closely at that.
2: Do you remember um, the Sega game on uh, the three DS, the Sega arcade classics, yeah. classics? Where we yeah. really got the second one, even though there's three yeah. There's a
1: two on the title too, like I on the know. screen, you could see it, like all on
0: the cover, I mean. The two in fire, and I'm like, Oh, these jerks. Yeah, oh All right, so then I also got in the Spirit of the North U.S. release. Um, Then I also got in, let's go, again, then we get to today. And today I had a whole bunch of games come in. So I got Journey to the Savage Planet, uh, the U.K. edition, because as of right now, it's scheduled for a September release in the U.S. And when I talked to them, they still didn't know what was going on. So I don't know what's going on with the U.S. release, and I figured let me buy the U.K. one just in case something happens. Uh, So I got that. I also got in the Brace Cold Soul, which is the second release, like Barry said, from Game Fairy. I got in the European cover of the Shmup Collection from Pixelheart. I'm waiting on their Japanese cover. And then eventually when VGNYsoft releases the U.S. release, I'll have it three times. Um, I actually got in some PS4 games from Red Art Games. I got Ponsu Hunter, Sigi, uh, War Theater, and Ovivo. So I got four of their games in. And um, and then not switch related, but I got the birth of Ultraman exclusive Blu-ray, uh, which has the very first appearance ever of Ultraman. And today on July 10th, 1966, it was Ultraman Day. That's when Ultraman first premiered on TV. So good timing on that. And then that was everything I. Oh, and then I got in uh deadly premonition too. So it was, so, it was a light
2: week for me, light week. Yeah, that, was, that sounds like a light week. <laughs> Mine was a we heavy week. Play. I had three games.
0: I wish, I wish I had three games. Yeah, I don't even think there was a day this week where I only got three games in. Oh,
2: bunch oh, of rubbed more salt in the wound right there. You I know. also got
0: some comics in today that
1: I didn't mention. I mean, I got in the Striker DC gamepad, which is the Dreamcast by Retro Fighters. Dreamcast. Oh, nice. Place. That thing's really cool. Same week that I got Xenocrisis
0: for a Dreamcast, pretty cool. Nice. So, oh. since we talked about you know new releases this week, should we ah. talk about? Next week also, while we're at it. Um, what about the 100
2: Hour game challenge? Right?
0: I know, but I just figured we're still talking about physical <laughs> releases.
2: I
1: mean, JP's getting anxiety. I don't go, care either don't way. Go for it, go for it JP.
0: <laughs> okay, Bye. well, I, you know, I put the list together. Well, for people who are listening to <laughs> You put to
1: together it, a list, JP? Where do you do that at? <laughs> on
0: jpswitchmedia.com. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, also, for those know. who don't know, this week a lot of pre-orders opened up as well, and some pre-orders got delayed. Mm-hmm. uh we'll talk about the delayed ones in the news because i think it's it's newsworthy um but uh on limited run games we had what ease origins open up for pre-order kunai mm. open up for pre-order on tuesday and then on friday star wars episode one racer open up for pre-orders ease um, so origin
1: that- almost made me pull the trigger and pre-order a game damn it but i do have it on the psp <laughs> yeah i hate the Vita. Vita.
2: Ah. Ease no. Origin was Vita and PS4 previously. Oh,
1: maybe I don't have it then. Oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just, don't. You... Um, Well, no, I don't have it on the Vita. I know
1: that.
3: <laughs>
2: uh, well, did it's not then... on, on the PSV, so you may oh. want to pick this up then. Then I don't have it.
0: <laughs> Shut up, Mary. Then... No.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> also, don't forget that um, First Press Games, Psychotic Adventures Origins, Agatha Knife, and Nika, opened up for pre order on Thursday. Um, if you're into the Wii, we have Retro City Rampage Wait, and JP, Shakedown you, you Hawaii. JP, you forgot
1: something with First Press Games. They also have a Kickstarter that's yes, live yes. for, what is it, Blue... Um, what is it called? The Blue... It was an NES homebrew game that was part of the... I want to say it was a couple years ago, as was part of a game competition. It's called Project Blue. And they're doing a Famicom-only release. I think the special edition's already sold out, but it just launched. There was only a hundred of the special edition. It had a foil cover or something. Um, that's cool. I got out of work and it was already sold out. You know, that was always my problem. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to see. Um, you know, but of course, that's another game from First Press that we'll have to yeah. wait on.
3: <laughs>
1: All right, continue well, they, with
0: your, your fun. <laughs> okay. So next week we have in on Tuesday, July fourteenth in the U.S. Kingdom Majestic is coming out, and for those who don't know, um, Kingdom Majestic has. Uh, two games on it, which uh, Barry, do you know off the top of your head? Because if not, no. that's okay. Okay. Been... Majestic. <laughs> no, you know what it is. JP had my... time when I was talking about the Kickstarter to like I'm do his sorry. research. <laughs> I know. I, I absolutely could. Okay, so this Wait, is a Jeff, compilation. Do you expect this to be professional? Come on. No, it this wouldn't be a the Switch Mini Playtest. Featuring Kingdom New Lands and the twenty eighteen Kingdom Two Crowns. And if you remember, oh. Kingdom New Lands did get a limited release through Limited Run Games. Um, yeah. But now this one has the two games with new content on it. And what's more interesting is this is being published by Microids. And in the U.S., we're getting the standard edition. And in the U.K., they got a limited edition. Lenticular cover, um, four postcards that make a map when you put them together, uh, and some other goodies in it. So if you're a completionist, you're probably going to buy both of them. Um, If you just want the limited, you have to go U.K. route. Uh, but But we're getting the standard on Tuesday. In addition, on Tuesday, if you missed... If you missed it the first time, Real Mist Masterpiece Edition will be available at Best Buy in the U.S. with an alternate cover. Uh, previously, it was through limited run games only. And what's really cool is that the cover that they offered was like the nighttime uh, dusk cover. And the the Best Buy Edition is the sunrise or actually sunset. It could be either one. Uh, but it looks really cool. That's kind so, of cool that they did a little bit of a out. feng shui. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the U.S., we're getting Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town. In the U.K., it came out this week, so we got it a week later. Uh, we're also getting Void Terrarium from uh, NISA. It's coming out. There's only one version, I believe, so whether you buy it on their website or in stores, it's $60. So it's one of the big box ones that comes with lots of goodies. Um, on Friday, July 17th, in the U.K., Collar Malice is coming out. We got it already, but U.K. people will finally get it. Um Warhammer Forty Thousand Mechanicus is coming out on Friday, and then there's this other little game coming out on Friday. I don't think anyone's mm. ever heard of it. Mm-mm. It's called Paper Mario: The Origami mm. King. So that one is going to be coming out, and I'm sure it's safe to say that you should probably expect a playcast around it in the near future. Yeah,
1: that's that's one of the games that would be like on my
0: buy list immediately because that's yeah. you know one of the few. It'll be sixty dollars too, so it's going to break the bank every time. Yes, um, there are some additional games coming out, uh, overseas, so if you have one second, I can just double-check that, because I don't want, I don't want anybody to miss out on a potential release, so I have to go into my, uh... Would it give
1: them a fear of missing out?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, here we go. Um, let me just, let me actually, sorry, let me just make sure I didn't miss anything. Okay, yeah, the only other game is a Japanese-only game that I'm going to buy because it it comes with a cool Switch pouch, but uh... For those interested, it doesn't support English, but it's called "Together the Battle Cats." Uh, and on Play Asia, it comes with a <laughs> cute heck? couch with a cat on it. And I mean, looking at the game, it's um, there's lots of mini games, so which is why I decided to pick it up because it looks like it should be playable to a degree. I think you were um, picking
2: up Japanese-only releases, anyways, even if yeah, you weren't in English.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I, normally I wouldn't buy them. I don't always buy them right away, but because it have Whoa. a couch, it means it's probably going to have a bigger box to it. Realize too, I-
1: Barry, that some jerk is doing a Switchbook that actually does Japanese games that are fun to play without
0: English. So I'm kind of the catalyst behind JP sickness now. I'll, yeah. I'll take and, one. And this is one of the games where the cover is landscape, and we don't see that too often. Ooh. So I think it's pretty cool. I could go on the <laughs> other side of my red tent next to Romancing Saga 3. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you know what? For 43.99 with a pouch, that's not a bad price. So I'm picking that one up. And it also comes... It has a, oh, you get, like, additional, like, uh, I guess, in-game items in the the physical release in addition to the game and the pouch. So, yeah, I picked it up now instead of later. But I think that's everything that's coming out unless some company, oh, uh-huh. uh, I'm wrong. There's one more thing. Uh, on next Thursday, you'll have your chance to uh, purchase the, oh, my God.
4: Uh, SteamWorld Dig. Games.
0: Thank you, SteamWorld. SteamWorld <laughs> Dig and SteamWorld Heist. Steam. Uh, we'll get. We'll go into the news. Why people will be buying. Also, it next JP, week you forgot this. about something. Why did I forget something? Next
1: week, there's going to be the Hagen's Alley summer sale. I'm it's doing, doing a sale
0: going live.
1: And I'm doing a sale next weekend, so it'd be like Friday, Saturday, because I'm going to be at a virtual convention. Um, <laughs> now I'll talk about it at the end of the episode, like where that's at. But I'm be at a virtual convention, and I'm actually announcing a exclusive nes game nes homebrew game that lots of people have wanted um and it's going to be really limited just because i'm only doing a few um it's going to be really cool so and then i'm selling some of my older older books for super cheap because i have a lot of books and it'll help me uh you know make sure all the shipping gets covered no problems. Plus, like, also, like, work on and start publishing Switch Collector Volume 2 before we get all the uh, sales, which is what I like to do. I like to actually pay for the next one earlier so that, like, these the sales of these books will actually help me pay for Volume 2 before, like, we actually sell Volume 2. It's pretty cool. Very
3: cool.
1: So, 100 dollar challenge now? Yes, $100. let's do it. Well, since I clearly won, because we had two votes... Two whole
0: votes. Yeah,
1: um, we do need more votes, votes, people. <laughs> well, I mean, votes, two for you.
2: I only had two.
0: I only had two. He <laughs> didn't. He didn't count your very. I'm sorry. Okay. No, I had well, two votes. On. That's why I said I won with two <laughs> votes.
1: You hear
2: that? Um, you hear that? Closeable. Jeffrey does not
1: count your vote. I do. Oh. So. <laughs> uh, closeable did not vote for me. I said I have two votes. <laughs> I won with two votes. Um, so just remember though, when everybody who is recording, a vote for Jeffrey is a vote for freedom. Just remember that. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: oh, I think JP fell out of his chair.
0: <laughs> I was, I was just in shock. That that's, how you, that's how you phrase your votes.
3: It's true. Oh my god.
1: Well, I mean, if JP and Barry can cheat and post their stuff online to try to get people excited don't beforehand, cheat. They're cheaters. Um,
0: I, you know, let the episode speak for itself. You yeah. also noticed that he didn't really play all of the listener feedback and he was like i can't make it just look like people voted for me so i'll throw one to barry i'll ignore all of jp's ones (laughs) all of the zero that came in yeah seriously (laughs) oh Don't know what game i played but i'm sure it was good (laughs) JP doesn't even remember that's how bad it was yeah does anybody remember what game i played no now i don't (laughs) oh oh i played like a fighting game oh yeah i lost (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) <laughs> well, Jeffrey, why don't you start us off? What did you play yeah. this week?
1: So this week I, um, I found an interesting one. Um, it's called Final Light the Prison. Um, it's by the creator of a game called Chronos Twin, which I really liked back in a few generations ago. Um, and it is a Metroidvania uh, with a few roguelite aspects. So the graphics are in like a 2.5D. Um, you're in a prison and you, like, break out of the cell, and then you go through the levels. It's, like, um like cell by cell, kind of. And you go through, and when you come to an enemy, you kind of battle them. And when you battle them, there's a little bit of combat to it, where it's you're fighting them a little bit, like, with these scissor-type hands. And then you get these fire shots later, and you level up as you play. So every 100 kills, you level up, get a little stronger. You can also collect money to where you can power up your items and get like infinite fireballs and stuff like that when you die where the roguelike comes in and you can either continue with the same mapping or it will randomly generate the entire world a different way and you can play again um the game's really cool however comma being a metroidvania i expected it to be a little bit bigger because i mean we just play bloodstained um mm-hmm. And so it has a little bit of a bloodstained ritual of the night style graphics. However, it is very uh, more simplistic and a little bit more um, like speedrunny. Like you want to go through and like speedrun and, and fly through. Like all the enemies are very much the same for the first few levels, and then they finally introduce another enemy. It's like throwing bombs, and then there's a little bit of spots where there's these falling spikes, and they just like randomly fall on you real fast with no indication, so you can't even predict them. And the game is very dark, and the graphics look fine, but it really does come off feeling like a mobile game. Um, So it was fun. It was cool. I like Metroidvanias uh, for $0.69 when it's a regular of $7. Um, Definitely a cool little deal. Um, However... I would only recommend it if you just want something to kill some time. It's not a super like crazy one like when we played Elliot Quest a few weeks back when JP took his siesta. That game was amazing, Metroidvania. This one, um, it, was a, it was pretty cool. It was definitely a dollar game. <laughs> All right, who got second place? Oh, that'd be Barry, because JP got no votes. Oh, look at me.
2: So this, this week, I went with a game that looked really cool. The screenshots looked cool the The trailer looked cool, so I went with it. And that is a uh, preventive strike. That is from Sim Fabric, and the game is normally a dollar ninety nine. It was seventy five percent off for forty nine cents. Cool. And this is a you are, it, it reminds me kind of like the Jungle Strike, an Urban Strike of the Genesis era, where you're the, the helicopter and top down perspective. It's a shmup. You know, you it's vertical, mm-hmm. so you're you know you're going towards the top of the screen, and you're shooting enemies, you know, Urban as you move the helicopter juggles. around. Um, and the graphics, were, were, you know, decent. It, it didn't look too bad. Uh, it played really cool. However, comma, <laughs> it uh, it it had a ridiculous, ridiculous difficulty spike right at the start of the game. Uh, to the point that you... That's not when a spike, rend- that's a balance, berry.
3: <laughs> right?
2: right, right when, when you die, it's over. and Really? Like, no continue. Well, the, the, you you take, like, five hits and you're dead. But each <laughs> of the enemies take, like, what feel like ten. Bullet and punches. in order to hit them, you you're shooting straight ahead. So you have to line up your shots. And they're shooting right at you. And there's, like, no time to dodge. So... Like, by the time you're 10, 20 seconds into the, the stage, you're pretty much dead already just from killing enemies. And, and it's ruthless. And it's one of those things where I'm sure it's beatable. If you really, like, want a challenge, like, you're like, oh, I definitely want to to tackle something over and over until you get better. This is the game for you. For nonsense, absolutely. But if you're looking for, you know, hey, just a little fun shmup, this game kicks your butt. This is like the Dark Souls of Shmups. <laughs> it is insane how wow. fast I died. And I must have, I, I tried like 10 times and I died every time within 30 seconds to a minute. And I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> this you know what's great. funny, Barry, is that you know I've been doing,
1: buying games with my coins under a dollar for a while. I actually saw that in the list when I was looking through my the games this week and I was like, I already own that game. And I haven't played it since for a year or two. Whenever it was on sale, I never played it again. It must have been a reason why. <laughs> well, I think we you know why. Oh, my God. I didn't realize it was that bad. Because it's like you got Desert Strike, Urban Strike, um, and you got Jungle Strike, which are all classic you know, 16-bit games. Yeah. And this I one was like, apparently Fairly, they're like, let's take that
2: and turn it up to eleven. Oh, I thought this was gonna be like that. I was so excited. And and like, like I said, if you're a masochist and you really want to challenge, <laughs> I'm sure this a great game in there, but I'm telling you, it is tough right out the gate, and you better be prepared to die a lot, Dark Souls style. <laughs> Prepare to die. <laughs> Alright,
1: JP. oh JP might win this one, everyone. Let's see.
0: Okay. Well, I play the game that's normally $9.99. I got it for $0.99, and looking at the eShop, it's back up to $9.99, so I lucked out there. But it's called Phobia. Um, It's by Eugene Lasbny, and I'm gonna read the description because it's probably the best way to explain it. A little girl tries to escape from her fears, overcoming various obstacles in her path. Phobia is a hard puzzle platformer adventure game where you will have an adventure in a mysterious world full of dangerous situations, enemies, and challenging puzzles. Anything in the game can kill you. Everything is not what it seems. Uh, a beautiful world where a misstep means death. Unique and peculiar, hand drawn to the art style and to the animation. Um, I haven't played it yet. I've watched videos, but like it. You
1: like, didn't play your game. No, disqualified.
0: Like, Let me finish the sentence. I haven't played Gris. Um, <laughs> it reminds me of that kind of style of the movement of the character. I heard him. I he say, said he didn't play it. Everyone. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> a big variety of puzzles designed with different levels of difficulty atmospheric sound design and two different endings okay so with that said um (laughs) i did beat this game because the game is only about 20 to 30 minutes long which i didn't know going into it but i had the feeling as i was playing it that it wasn't a long game because it literally starts off where it's it's left to right so it's 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 a like a 2d platformer but you're in a forest and you're just there's no loading whatsoever. You're literally just running left to right and every, <laughs> every few minutes, I would say like two minutes at most, you're, you're doing another puzzle. So it starts off like you have to jump before like the bridge breaks. There's a wolf that's chasing you, so you have to you know figure out how to how to survive that. The game is really nice, but the problem with the game is that it's 30 minutes at max long, and by the time I finished with it, I enjoyed it. I understood the game, like, you know, you're overcoming your fear. I won't tell you what the final puzzle battle is because it'll just kind of complete the whole story. But the problem with it is that when I finished it, it felt more like I just played the demo to the entire first level of a game. It didn't feel like this should have been the entire game. Um, What's interesting is that there's no music aside from, like, the sounds of nature. So, like, the water running (laughs) in, like, the the lake or the waterfall you hear the the leaves rustling or you're breaking of a twig and it's very atmospheric and the game itself there's not much color to it like you have a red jacket on with a red hood so you never see who the person is if it's a boy or or actually it says little girl you really couldn't tell i think unless you know you read the description (laughs) but it was a good game you know when they say that it's um a hard puzzle platformer i don't know if that's necessarily true because a lot of times, like you had to die to figure out what the puzzle was, and then like two or three times, I was able to to do the puzzle. And in my mind, it's like if I could do the puzzle, it's probably not that hard, uh, because I'm not I'm not very good at games. That's a but, classic
1: like Prince of Persia style gameplay. Yes, yeah, no. Prince
0: of Persia, um, like it had that flashback, flashback. kind of vibe. Flashback, although yeah, the out of this although world. the graphics and were sharper than flashback, I would say like there was a, an amount of like graininess that purposely i think was filtered onto the game but i mean it was it was a nice game for 99 cents i would absolutely say it was worth it it's it's really interesting to play and especially uh, at the very end i liked it in terms of the two endings i think i got the two endings i have to look online because um after you beat the game i was like oh is that it like maybe i have to go back in so i click continue and it takes you to the final challenge and i didn't really do anything different but i had a different ending but mm. the ending was like two seconds long. So um, But I'd JP, bri- you can't like
1: bribe the developers to lower it to ninety nine cents so you can play it and then they raise it back up to nine ninety nine. <laughs> I'm JP
0: Switchmania. I probably could do that. No,
1: I'm just kidding. I he can't. did it, everyone, you heard it. Disqualified. <laughs> we gotta disqualify boring. him
0: somehow. Here's my problem though, for nine ninety nine. I yeah. that's a bit of a stretch because it's just yeah. it's too short of a game no matter how nice it is. And like like um uh, I mean, like, for $10, you go see a movie you at least one an yeah. hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, like, com- like, contrasting it to, like, The Gardens Between, which is, like, a only, a, I would say only, like, a three- to five-hour game, totally worth the money. I mean, that game is yeah. just, like, beautiful. This one, it was just too short. Like I said, like, when I finished it, I was like, okay, that was the demo, or that was the whole first level. Now let's go to the next one. And it's like, oh, that was the whole game. So the developer was definitely just trying to <sighs> tell a short tale, which is perfectly fine. I just think I personally think it's just price too high. Like this it one, it should be a dollar game, like for real. Yeah, I mean, you know what? For the artistic nature of it, I could understand even going up to five dollars, and I and I could maybe it's a hard sell there, but I could I could justify that. A ten dollars is just to me, it's just way too much. But you know what? It went to a dollar. It went to ninety nine cents. I picked it up then. I'm very happy with it. I don't know if I go back because I don't feel like I need to go back into the game. Um, But for 99 cents, I would definitely say everyone should play it. It's short enough. It's a a really nice message. Um, $10, just unfortunately a little too much. But other than that, I thought the controls were very on point. I didn't really notice any issues graphically or mechanically. But mm. it's just the price point, which
1: is I, I anticipate that they probably did that to play with the Switch algorithm so they can get on the board a little bit because we know, like from your previous episodes, that developers in the Switch to get seen, they have to either be in the sales or in the, you know, uh, in the having a sale, so being on the cheap side and then yeah. having a lot of sales, like selling games. And they usually drop it so they get a bunch of sales and then they pop up on the high one after
0: they pop it back up. So yeah. they're probably just playing we'll- the algorithm. And I don't think I think we should start also announcing like the release date. Mine was August first, twenty nineteen. So oh, it's almost hair. a year no old. Oh wow, wow. Wait,
2: let's see. Yeah, mine so, doesn't say. That's okay, actually Next no, it mine. does. May May third, two thousand nineteen. Yeah. May third.
0: Okay, so ours were just like a month apart from each other.
2: See, uh, how do point I, I look like, mine up without thing. crashing the playcast? I no. I don't have no idea. <laughs> but uh, maybe JP could do it. What was your game? Uh, Final Light the Prison. Final one, one, life one thing prison? i'm noticing july 27th the, 2018 this yeah. week if you notice all three of us had games started off promising all positive stuff and always yeah. had a hair however or a butt <laughs> and that should be interesting for the votes because who had the I, best butt that's I, the question of to very who has the best but <laughs> anyone could win this because it really depends what you're looking for it depends on what kind of butt you like. I mean, come so you on, think I, out I was going into this like I've lost this one because of the, the the Dark Souls difficulty, but <laughs> no, someone might like... like that. And, and after hearing your two games, I, I might have a chance. Let's see. What yeah, because I mean, whoa, 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 I mean,
1: I liked my game. I mean, <laughs> mine like was a game, but I liked my boring. game too. It's just you know, it wasn't as engrossing right. as a Metroidvania that I wanted. I actually enjoyed playing it, and it had replayability, but. It didn't have, like, some of my favorite games are Metroidvanias. Well, we'll, like we'll see Earth. how many people you hard. have in your pocket to uh, <laughs> vote for
0: you again. What's funny, though, is that I almost was going to come on tonight <laughs> and be like, I didn't have a chance to play this. And I was like, you know what? I I'm, I'm at lunch. Let me just, you know, let me just turn it on so I can at least say I played it. And then before I knew that I was done, I was like, all right, at least I could say I beat it. So that worked out in my favor. So that's why I think <laughs> that game should win because it allowed me to uh, beat the game.
2: I want to see Jeffrey boot up Preventive Strike now and beat the first level. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a uh, Switchopedia Saturday challenge, <laughs> so, I think now is a good time, finally, to go no. into some highlights from the no. week. No, oh, no, That's JK. the end of the episode, guys. Thanks for Oh, coming. yeah, thank you. No, you, had a, you talked
1: about beating games, and we had a perfect segue into something. Oh, man. I Our really- <laughs> Xenoblade update. Yeah, Xenoblade uh, So I actually completely beat Xenoblade Chronicles last weekend. So, two down, one to go. And so I beat that and I played through Future Connected and beat that. So I am Oh,
2: did you? Congrats. Hell yeah.
1: Um now I will say, Xenoblade was freaking amazing. I predicted a lot, but there were so many twists that there was no way in the hell you'd predict it all. And and even the stuff I predicted was satisfying to see. Um, The end was epic. It was amazing. Future connected after playing through the whole thing. Felt like a like it would belong in the middle of the game. It's just like another piece, another story. Uh, it didn't have to me. It didn't have as satisfying of an ending as how epic the original was. But again, cool that they actually added something new for those that have played it like ten years ago, like Barry, or a million years ago, like Barry did. Um, <laughs> and I mean, to me too, like it was like after getting because I did it right after. so like after like essentially like you know completely getting overwhelmed by the amazingness of the ending. Then it was like, oh. And then and then I started playing that, and I'm like, oh, I just want to get this over now. It was unfortunate. And Future, of,
2: Future Connected, I did the same thing right afterwards. Yeah. Uh, it, it definitely has, a, to me, a more fan fiction story. Yes. Uh, the, the final boss is just so little build up to, And I, f- I felt it was a missed opportunity to connect with some of the other Xenoblade games. Oh, The, the but, worst to me was right at the beginning you talk to a dude and he's like oh you guys won't even be
4: able to go to
1: versus this bad guy and I'm like do you realize we just conquered the universe essentially in the world and yeah. we're the best of the best like because you're just so awesome like even where JP is in the game I don't know how much he's played this week but where he was last week you're already like amazing at that point like there's no way that some random schmuck's gonna tell me oh yeah you can't go beat that guy like really. What,
2: what, what I want to <laughs> Know is what did you think about your two new party members? Because to me, they stole the show.
1: They were really cool. Um, they were cutesy, definitely kawaii, as my daughter would say. Um, you know, there are two uh, little green and a little pink uh, of the little. What, what, did, what did the oh, race? Yeah, the they're the Ricky two are Ricky's yeah, kids. Ricky's Ricky's. I didn't want to spoil it for JP. Thanks, Barry. No, Barry. <laughs> mentioned
2: it. <so. laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Well, it's also you in the promo. It already. It's also in the promo. But um, yeah. yeah so it was it was super cool, and you got your healer and your um magician, which is pretty cool. I really wish you could use four party members though uh, playing good. that version because you only have four characters. So, um, but yeah, Did you
2: do everything. Oh, hell no.
1: Hell no. Uh, uh, there was, like, once we started as as an extra, I stopped doing all of the side quests, ac- except for what I would randomly come across. <laughs> so, like, that was through the rest of the game. Um, I still leveled up
2: and got to level 70 or something. I, I was talking in, in Future Connected. No, no, absolutely not. No. Did you get all the Pon the, the no Pon specters? Oh, no, I, I honestly, like,
1: I just went from point A to point B to beat it. <laughs> it was very oh. short for me. Yeah, the- so... But it, like it was because like I it was again it was over the weekend I don't have a ton of time and I was in between I was doing that while I was working on shipping out books and stuff so like I was wow. taking breaks for my fingers and then playing games with my thumbs, um, and that being said though I actually was able to play some Final Fantasy VII remake so I'm almost near that because JP talked smack a while ago that he beat it um, mm-hmm, I, I want to beat I want to beat that before JP can beat Xeno. that's my goal oh, And I'll be sorry. like ha so. Oh.
0: See, my kids, and... my kids are going to my parents on Monday morning, and nice. we're not going there until Wednesday afternoon. But I took off work Monday and Challenge Tuesday, accepted. And I have one focus, and that's to beat Xenoblade, because where I'm Dude. at, I'm at Chapter 14. Dude. Hopefully it's not spoiling anything to people listening, because this game has been out for a while now, and you guys have been in it. But I'm mm-hmm. at the the capital city of, yeah. uh, what, mechanics. Mechanus. 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 Yeah. So... Mechanus. so I'm really enjoying the game, but I'm also getting yeah, to the side quest fatigue where I'm not fully there yet, but mm-hmm. I'm just so, I'm so wanting to just beat the game, right? Yeah. But what's funny is, like, I'm at the point where you get to, like, these six terminals, and four of them are like, oh, can you fight these uh, monsters and help rebuild the city and do this? And then you, you rack up, like, 20 side quests in, like, a minute. And I'm like, damn it, I'm not out yet. So <laughs> I, I'm still going for all the side quests that I come across. <laughs> I'm at a level, like, 68 I think at this point. Wow, but yeah. but I'm just like I'm really enjoying it. Like you know, I find myself so often just rotating the camera around and just looking at everything cuz it's, it's just beautiful. so massive. Like no matter where you are in the game, everything is just so massive. The tunnels are massive. You overlook like a balcony or like a corridor and you just see so much. And I mean like that to me I'm at 70 something hours into the game now. And I still don't know if I fell asleep and my switch kept going because I remember being at like 60, 60 hours 65 and I'm at like 78 hours but I'm just like 78 hours and I'm still just looking around this entire world and it's just magnificent so my goal is to beat um, beat this game obviously go into beat the extra mission. Uh, and I'm hoping to beat it by next week so I can finally move on with my life and start playing <laughs> You, you my do know, games. JP. I mentioned, I was like, talking about
1: the story. You hit something nail on the head, though. The side quest fatigue is real. I hit it yes. real early, and there is a lot of running around. Yes. There's spots where I'm like, oh, let me just do that, you know, teleport that I didn't even know about the first time. Yes. I was like, let okay. me do some teleport. Oh, can't teleport now. Damn it. And it's like... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it was I think quite what's nice view. is that um I don't I don't select I don't always select like a quest to make it active, but what's nice is even when you don't, you'll get the red exclamation points above enemies that pertain yeah. to side quests. And where I am right now, just every single monster is a side quest. So I'm like, alright, I might as well go for it and mm-hmm. try and do as much as I can. Plus, to me, it's it's the way that I level up and I just feel that that the path I'm on, I'll get to the final boss and it should be relatively easy for me to beat, or at least not too difficult of a challenge where all the work that I put in I'll be able to complete the game. Um, but what's interesting is that they actually just did a big update um, to the game and they did a lot of uh, patch fix um, and I was reading through the notes of all the changes and one of them is that you can turn off the exclamation points if you want. Um, no. and I'm just like, oh that's interesting to me I like it because I'm, I'm going for the side quest but there's like other like little things where like things like hiccups, At certain points in the game that they fix so there's a big download i guess that took place right now but Mm um other than that like my goal right yeah
1: i was gonna say jp you know like the side quest fatigue uh we we mentioned when we first played xeno that it's very like had a very similar feel to final fantasy 7 remake um it like bleeded into happened. my freaking play, my play of Final Fantasy VII Remake, to where I didn't do any of the side quests. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I was, I was a couple chapters back from the end, and yeah. it's like I had to go back to Wall Market and Final Fantasy VII Remake to do some more mm-hmm. quests, and I was like, nope, just continue with the story. <laughs> now I'm, now I'm in like the last two chapters, so like I should be able to beat that game in like an hour. So I'm, I probably will finish that this weekend.
0: I will say, though, that if I had played Xenoblade first and then Final Fantasy, I would have been like, oh, man, there's, like, no side quests in this game. It's not too bad. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but I, will, I will be honest that I could not beat the final boss in Final Fantasy VII on normal, even though I played the entire hmm. game and I tried to level up. I did change it to easy because I was at the point where I'm just like, I just need to beat this game. And nothing really gets affected by switching modes. So I was like, all right, let me do that. There was a big uh, gap in terms of the easiness of it, but um yeah i just you get to the end of a long game like for final fantasy 7 i had i think 55 hours into it you mm-hmm. get to the end of the game you just want to beat it at that yep. point um and here i'm feeling the same way where i love running around in xenoblade but i'm so focused on just following the yellow brook road and just getting from check mark to check mark and what's yep. funny is sometimes i feel like they overdo it in a sense where it's like i run five steps and then i'm at the next like Little cutscene, and I run five steps, and I'm like, "Yeah." Let me just kind of try and condense a little bit of that. And you got like two giant areas still.
1: I oh, really at least two. No, 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 no. Barry said no, and then I played through some giant ass areas. He's like, oh, it's only it's only talking, and I'm like, "Oh yeah," it just took me hours to get through this one, Barry. Thanks. No,
2: where, where you? Where you are now? That yeah. when you finish that don't chapter, it's like JP. Don't that's trust like him. the top of like Ew. the last hill and then from there it's just constant story constant yeah. you know excitement constant Barry forgot about plot. two giant chapters that you have to go no, through that have no. side quests there there's the last really, there's the last chapter from there 15 and 16 are very short chapters he says that but there's 17
1: and 18 so
2: there's only 17 then there's the end and so
1: 16 and 17 are 15 no, is long and, 15, and 15 16 is short is long as hell the last one is long no i literally you told us this a couple weeks ago how and when it i played it? them i cursed you and i said a text to jp saying <laughs> that damn barry said
0: this was short and i've been playing it for hours <laughs> <laughs> well how about this i'm gonna do my best now to play it and beat it and i will we'll all comment on and on make how, more how fun of
1: barry how much of a Shammer, he is. He's just trying to string you along, JP. But <laughs> with that said, we should talk about some well, news. I alluded earlier that I was playing. <laughs> just keep on sidetracking. Yeah. I alluded earlier that I was playing something from my backlog. Um, it's a game that JP actually beat. Um, I went back and started playing Evil Land Two. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, so I was like I do love how that game kind of opens up as you continue because I was just in a spot where it was Zelda style and I was like well where the hell do I go? So I just started experimenting and then I I actually it opened up. I was pushing these log trees to go over mm-hmm. rivers. So it's right yep. at the beginning. And I now I've gotten two more characters I fought in this gauntlet like a like a um an arena or something. Like mm-hmm. yeah, cuz what I do is like I get home from work, I do a lot of packaging. I'm making and building Nintendo games, and then I'll sit there on the couch and play some play some games. That's what I've been doing. That's how I've been getting through games, everyone.
0: I will so. say that I did not know about Evil Land 1 or 2 until Super Rare put out their Correct. physical, and then you know you read about it, and this is one of those games where if I had learned about it digitally, the mm-hmm. first thing I would have thought is, like, this needs a physical. Yeah. I mean, the, the games are just fantastic, and they're both very different, like, in their approach to all the different tropes and whatnot um, for the history of, like, RPGs. But hmm. but two, but one to me was more of a let's just have fun with like going through the eras of different mechanics and graphics and stuff. Whereas two is is really an RPG that that takes those different elements and weaves them into the story. So Action it's two RPG too. Two. Action yeah. RPG.
1: It was so I mean I, like I, where I, you see so much criticism being thrown at Super Rare games by releasing like small games or whatever. Like that game is. Like, yeah, amazing. Cool. Like, Super Rare releases good stuff. Like I, We constantly see, oh, they're releasing another whatever. It's like, no, the games are good. Like, yeah, I, like you guys need to play the games and not oh, just yeah. judge stuff on I, artistic aesthetics that George likes. George likes the aesthetics, the retro aesthetics. I do, too. Yeah. But, like, it doesn't mean the games are small or short. Evil Land is yeah. amazing.
0: Evil, <laughs> Evil Land 1 is like a five to six hour game. Evil Land 2, I want to say I had up to, like, 20 hours. So that's a twenty to thirty hour like mm. compilation in one release, and to me that's that's very lengthy. I definitely I had less than two
1: in Evil Land One. What less than two? I had less than two hours into Evil Land One I, I when I beat it. Possible. When I beat it,
0: I don't think that's possible. It is. <laughs> All right. Well, either way, if I had a shelf of my top physical games, Evil Land Co- uh, Legendary Edition One and Two would How... be in there because I I love that game. So I'm glad. How you're going long
1: back. to beat Evil Land? <laughs> there
0: you go. Not two hours, I know that.
1: Main story, three hours is the medium. Rushed under two hours.
0: There Did you I rush am. through it?
1: Um, I just played it, and I enjoy Zelda games. They're not too hard for me.
0: I had like five and a half. I
1: Either literally way, sat down in one playthrough, and it was amazing. We should talk about news. Oh, and guess what, Barry? JP has a hard cutoff. You have ten minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Guess what, guys? We got an extra life. I'm gonna stay on a little bit longer. Thanks, everybody. We're gonna stop the recording now. No. <laughs> well, we're going through news, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well <laughs> if we're if we're going through news, JP, you gotta let Barry and I
0: comment. Yes.
1: <laughs> you can't just micro you notice how it.
2: quiet he got. Like damn
0: it, Jeffrey. <laughs> like, of course, we're gonna talk about it because one of the biggest presentations happened on. Yeah. Oh my uh, god, on Wednesday. So this was LRG3. This oh, is my a goodness. limited run games. What would have been their E3 2020 presentation. E3 got canceled, so they pushed it back about a month. Complete um, with announced-
1: the customer and audience cheese in the in the background. The audience, like stick figure guys. I love that. <laughs> and so, then you got
0: a member going,
3: yeah!
2: <laughs> I mean, sometimes it's their children or wives.
0: Yeah, wives, yeah, yeah. And I... I wanted to be in there. like I'm like, one day, I just want to be in that audience be like, Switch games, no, woo! Um, but yeah, it was, say, uh, do, it was do, about do, 40 do. minutes long of <laughs> just announcements after announcements. Majority of them, I'm looking at the list, are Switch-related, but there are some PS4, PC, and, um, and Vita. Vita, and Vita still, and PSVR. So I think we should go through the list. We'll go in order of... Actually, we'll go alphabetically because that's how they put it in their list, only and Switch games? <laughs> no. No, let's talk about all of them, because you never know what may come to the Switch later. Um, so let's go through it. So here we go. Boy and his blob from Way Forward oh. uh, for PS4. So good. And, and that, that is the Wii
1: version, it. right? That is the Wii yeah. version upgraded? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes, I love the Wii version of
0: Boy blob. Why is blob? that not
2: coming to the Switch? I, I thought
0: it was, and I'm like, it would have been so good on the Switch. It's but interesting.
2: Yeah. Would it be hard to port it? I don't think so. I mean come on, Boyna Blob was an NES game and then the remake was Wii exclusive, so it's a huh? it, Nintendo game. Yeah. What
3: the heck?
0: Alright, so then there's a game called Bloodstained Curse of the Moon two coming to the Switch and PS4. Oh and you know what? Actually let me go back. Boyne's Blob is September. I'm gonna give the dates if it's available. If so it's that's it's September. Available. Cool. Bloodstained Curse of the Moon two is coming to Switch and PS4 TBD but we know that the digital version is coming out next week, and we're going to be playing it right we'll, around when it comes out, yeah. so I will do a poll for that one. We'll be talking uh, about it on
1: Playcast as it comes out. We'll let you know if it's yeah. worth getting digitally. probably yeah. is, but we'll probably. let you know how much
0: worth it is. How worthy the, it is. <laughs> the next game is TBD coming to Switch and PS4, and if you've been listening to the Switch Mania Playcast, you know all about this one. It's Bug Fables, the everlasting yeah. sampling. Thank God. I'm so I mean, glad yeah, that, the that that's getting a physical. This. Yeah then um a game that's going to be through their distribution line is carry on because uh they're doing a switch uh they're doing a switch cover edition um a variant because super special reserve games is doing the main one and then they're partnering with limited run to do a variant cover so we'll be seeing carry on coming soon um here's one that i think probably was i would say one of the highlights of the whole presentation Mm. it's coming q3 2020 to the switch and ps4 Castlevania Anniversary let's talk about this for a minute I can't believe that they got a Konami
1: game that's so cool And, I mean, of course, everybody's going to go, what about Contra? Well, let's let Castlevania sink in. Let's enjoy that we're getting Castlevania physically. And that they literally, for Curse of the Moon, had the original artist do art. Let's hope Mm -hmm. that they get him again for a Nintendo box. Like, come on, Limited Run, if you're listening to us, (laughs) make that happen. Get Tom to do the take on art, and you will print money. (laughs)
0: <laughs> like, take my rupees, damn it. And <laughs> hey, you know what's coming on that collection for the first time in the oh, US, right? Oh. In English? Kid Dracula. Kid yeah. Dracula. Yeah. How awesome is that? Wasn't that and
2: wasn't that on the digital version?
0: Well and the thing was is there were
1: two games that were classic that had that Chibi Arc. You had Kid Dracula and you had Splatterhouse Wanpaku Graffiti, which we all got on the Namco collection. So yeah. like it's really cool that the Switch has seen these Famicom exclusive releases.
0: Yeah. I'm I'm very happy. And I, you know what? You know, everyone's asking about like the other collections. I'm sure they're going to come. If this one sells well, I think it's Konami's going to well. see. Uh, yeah. And when Konami retweeted it, they have, I mean, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of followers. And I'm thinking, like, people who may have never even heard the limited run are going to be going to that site for that game. Like, that
3: mm-hmm. is going
0: to be just, I think, uh, very successful, which I, I hope it is. Um, so I'm looking forward to that one. That was definitely one of the highlights. <laughs> is it, is it um, not weird that Konami's not publishing
1: games anymore. That's kind of weird too. <laughs>
2: well, they are. I mean, they just did that Contra game on the Switch, right?
1: And but they're not going to give out. us the games that we want, and now no. it's... Now Limited Run's going to get some game busters off it. That's amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so then the next one is coming from bras. It's to be determined, coming to the Switch, it's their newest game called Demon Turf, which actually mm. looks really cool. It's like a 2.5 almost 3D platformer kind of oh. game. Um... Yeah, it looks, it looks fun. Uh, I would definitely recommend people checking that out. Then nice. for the PS4 in July, so this month, Garu Mark of the Wolves is coming to the PS4. Okay, a little bit of King of the Fighters style. of Fury. Mm-hmm. And if you are a fan of that game and you're in the UK, also Pix and Love is going to be doing their collector's edition. And it's actually going to have an autographed version by... I guess Terry reality. Bogart himself. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So then, the highlight for me, one of them, it's uh, opening up for prior on August seventh, coming to the Switch. It's the Grandia HD Collection.
2: Yes. So, game of the
0: show. so. happy, and I think the one of the funnest things is seeing people's comments. Going, is there going to be a collector edition? If there is, are you doing a PlayStation One like case? Are you doing a Dreamcast case? You're doing, you know, this or that, and. There, I, I I really hope that there's a collector edition for this one because, I mean, yep. the game's gonna be it's gonna be massive. I'm so happy it's, we're it's finally nice seeing it. Nice uh, book.
2: Yeah.
0: Which, especially which is after. Yeah. I was
2: gonna say what's weird is that Square owns the Grandia license. They they bought yes. Quest, and they bought they bought uh, Game Arts. And when they bought those companies, they almost killed the series. I mean, all we had was Grandia three, and then that was it. And extreme. Uh, no, extreme was put out before that. NX uh, actually published it but that was before Square bought Game Mm -hmm. Arts. So I would love to see a second collection with Mm -hmm. Extreme and 3 and also Parallel Troopers, which was the uh, Game Boy Color, I believe, exclusive from Japan, which is like a semi-sequel to the first game. Mm -hmm. I'd love to see those brought over in another collection on the Switch because that would just be fantastic. And the Grandia series is one of those fantastic JRPG series that a lot of people today never even heard of because square killed it after grandia 3 they're like yep that's it we're done with this series oh it's final fantasy and dragon quest only now
0: Uh, (laughs) i played the first one for ps1 i didn't i didn't actually play the second one for dreamcast or um it came on ps2 right
1: yeah it did it got ported afterwards those fell into my no time era where i had like you know i played through the final fantasy 7 of course but then like later on it kind of progressed to the point where i you know graduate high school and stuff like that and had no time as ps2 was coming out too later and that's when i got grandia and a bunch of other games and i never really gave them the time of day so it's a good time to actually you know dig back in like xeno right so good they're so good
0: whoa um quick alert um somebody just posted uh the mighty switch force collection is at best buy
2: yeah apparently it's that was posted like four hours ago
0: well i wasn't on there uh, <laughs>
1: JP is gonna tweet right now live, everyone. You yeah, are seeing the, magic in the me. Hey I mean, JP, sure we're like... on a hard cutoff. You have two minutes yeah, left. I'm are we I'm just on. gonna end it? We'll end. You it? can
2: it's you can it. wait on your tweet. If JP's nothing. Come on. All right, let's let's end the episode here. To be
0: determined is Gris for the Switch. Now we got it once before, but Special Reserve is putting out an unnumbered. Uh, reprinting on it, and I'm guessing cover. there may even be a different cover it also again. Cover. No, it's 100% a different cover. If you listen to their
1: podcast, uh, they have a really cool one, and they talked about the whole motivations behind why they're doing another variant cover. I'm trying to give JP oh, some meant, time to I meant to tweet the limited run
0: games may also be a different cover from the different cover that oh, Special Reserve oh, is doing again. Wow. So, technically we'll have four seven co- different covers. Three covers. Did, did they not do a... Uh, oh, no, no, they, they have,
2: have a PS4 thing. version.
0: Beforehand. Okay, uh, let's keep going So then, in that's to be determined November, this is not a distribution title This is through Limited Run Games It's Katana Zero They are doing yes. it um, Looks awesome, Very can't cool. wait for it So next, then, in July, on July 8th Which already passed Kunai opened up for pre-order, so they showed that again Then on July 28th uh, A distribution title of theirs Will be Mega Dimension Neptunia 7 From Idea Factory That's like and a Sega style If anybody remembers, I found the cover on the eShop, and I had asked them if they were doing a physical. They said no, so I guess they just couldn't tell me. But uh, (laughs) I'm guessing guessing that probably is the cover that's on the eShop right now, so you can take a look at it. But I'm glad to see it is confirmed, so yay. Um, Then on on August 28th, Mighty Gunvolt Burst is coming Uh, to the Switch and PS4. About time. time. Uh, (laughs) Woohoo! Um, then, to be determined for PS4 is My Friend Pedro, which will be a distribution title partnering with Special Reserve Games. Um, you know, Special th-
1: Reserve is interesting too, JP, because you collect variants. Um, they may have let it slip on their podcast, but they they do n- non-numbered versions of their numbered releases.
0: Yeah, they, they sell those uh, like in second sales. Like, mm-hmm. The Messenger, for instance, they sold just for, I think, like $15.00. You can get the box. You can get an unnumbered uh, cover, stuff yep. like that. So, Yep. yep so, uh, Variant collector alert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, trust me. If you follow
1: me, you know about it. Uh, uh, no, we don't because you have too many tweets, JP. Too many tweets,
2: JP.
0: We don't have then time to just... Being determined is another distribution <laughs> title, is Observer, which you know, I was talking about last week, these FMVs, so it's good to see that we are getting one. Um, then on July 24th, for the Vita papers, please... Woohoo. Finally. Um, then to be determined for the Switch, Pixel Junk Eden 2. Uh, then on July 24th, July 24th is shaping up to. Actually, July's going to be a busy month for them. July 24th, for the Switch and PS4, Return of the Obra Din, which looks awesome. That does look I, cool. I'm very glad to see it. its gang of physical. And here's the irony um, when this game was first coming out, I went to the Japan eShop and it said physical. Um, and so i didn't see it anywhere else i saw it on the e-shop i took a picture i tweeted it and then like later down the road they changed it to digital so i was like oh, okay maybe they made a mistake and boom here we are we're getting a physical so i technically was right um i'll take the credit
2: here, then this is
0: your gold medal yeah thank you then to be determined <laughs> river city girls zero is coming and they said to stay tuned for more announcements so that's a good one we'll, I yeah, mean, we'll see that. that was probably the most fun recreation
1: of River City Ransom, like with like a new story and different gameplay mechanics that they could have done. And the fact that we're going to see a, a sequel or probably zero means a pre- prequel, it'd be really cool. Yes.
0: Then uh, after that, we have, which we already knew this one about, uh, to be determined, Switch and PS4, Samurai Jack Battle Through Time. Looking forward to that. And it's good to see another Samurai Jack game coming. Uh, then in September, September is going to be a very fun month because we've got two Shantae games coming. Uh, we have the original Shantae uh, getting reprinted on the Game Boy Color and also to the Switch. Uh, are the collectors getting mad about that because it's going to devalue really- their copies? You know, I don't know, but I'm happy because it's like I I, I still have a Game Boy. It- like I could play it. I'm I'm going to buy it for the Game Boy Color. It's not going to
2: devalue because the original is the Capcom, and it's easy to tell. I know. I'm just saying, though, like,
1: usually the retro collector scene gets up in arms when anything gets re-released on the aftermarket. Um, Honestly, I think it's great because it allows more people to be able to play it because you can't afford that damn game. Um, But, like, it's always interesting to see the different things. I think it's great to to release it again, but I might be in the minority from the retro
0: collecting scene.
1: Now what about the Switch release? So well, that's
2: really cool
0: too. That's amazing. Definitely. Oh yeah, Switch I, release. I'm so happy about that. I mean, we're gonna get all the Shantae games on the Switch. Yeah, which is fantastic, and that's how it should be. Um, then on July thirty first, a PSVR game, Space oh, Channel you, Five VR. You didn't
2: talk about the other Shantae game.
0: Yeah, oh, JP. Sorry. All right, Shantae Risky's Revenge is coming to the Switch. Woo-hoo! That completes the clash. director's cut. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, with new. Yeah, that's awesome. Alright, sorry. Then July 31st for the PSVR, we have Space Channel 5 VR, kind of funky news flash. So, if you are a fan of Space Channel 5 or VR, there you go. Nope. Um, then on July <laughs> 10th, which is today of the recording, we have for the Switch, PS4, and PC, Star Wars Episode 1 Racer. And just to let people know, at least for the Switch version, the regular and the classic, which is an N64 box, those are open pre-order for four weeks. The premium edition one that had a steel book and collective essays and all that jazz it sold out um but it was available at 10 a.m and 6 p.m and it sold out fast so did, did they do a metal cartridge like the turak e oh uh oh. barry i don't know i got yeah because uh, jp asked the, me
1: the, if i pre-ordered i'm like no i was at work <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good and then I have it on the 64, so I'm cool. But, again, it's it's a reason for me to not buy it right now, and I'll buy it in the aftermarket.
0: It is, yes. It um, Oh, man, the picture. It says it's a uh, commemorative non-functioning metal N64 cartridge. Yeah, so
1: they're doing the same thing with Tirog. That's cool that they're keeping consistent with that. Yeah. That's actually awesome.
0: Also, the way I see it, if they just do all 296 U.S. Uh, N64 games... Then we'll have 296 uh, limited run game N64 boxes, and it's like a whole complete collection for that.
2: We'll have so. 296 paperweights nah. and doorstops.
1: <laughs> and they'll have, like, how somehow they'll get Paper Mario
0: and Mario yeah.
3: 64. And, like...
0: Okay, so moving on after that, we have, finally, everybody was asking about Super Meat Boy they were waiting to release it with Super Meat Boy forever for the Switch and PS4 to be determined. So it's finally coming soon. S- super cool um, that they're doing then, it. I love the original Super Meat Boy. Yes. Then on July 21st, yes. a distribution title, The Friends of Ringo Ishikawa, and that's being put out by PM Studios. Those are cool one. Jeffrey, I'm just going to say uh, keep your eye out for that one.
2: Why should I keep my eye out for that
0: one? You'll know when you see it. All right. July thirty
2: first. Oh, is that, is that the big one you were talking about? I don't know.
0: We're just gonna have to wait and know. see. July thirty first, the Mummy demastered for the Switch yes. and PS4
2: is coming. Out time. That was like yeah. one of my
1: one of my ones in the book. And then um, somebody tagged me and they said, "Hey, how many games in the Switch Collector Volume One are they going to release physically?" And I said, "Hopefully all of
0: them." <laughs> like, ah, oh, so cool. Then um, for the PC in October. The Secret of Monkey Island 30th Anniversary Anthology. I'll be honest, I was really hoping this was coming to the Switch. I just don't play PC anymore, but I grew up playing the Monkey Island games with my dad. They're so funny. They're so good. Um, Point and click, but oh my god, the humor is just spot on. So uh, if you are a fan of that, be on the lookout for that. Then, in Q4 2020, To the Moon is coming to the Switch. Looks like a fantastic game. I haven't played it. I read you know, the synopsis of it, and it just it sounds very emotional and very well worth playing, so I can't wait to try that one out. Um, then in Q3, we're getting a... Oh my god, what was the name of that failed console thing? I forgot. Wii U. Wii U. Yeah. Uh, Wii U. Towerfall Ascension. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Virtual boy. <laughs> Towerfall Ascension is coming to the Switch, which a lot of people were surprised about.
1: That's really um
0: cool. that we that was like it, the, that was we the, the main
1: game that people kept on clamoring about the oy- OUYA about was that yeah. game. So now it's then a, in, there's no reason for OUYA
0: anymore. Yep. Then in Q4 2020, yep. Trover saves the universe for the Switch is coming. Um they had team- they had the actual uh you know voice actor
1: from Rick and Morty on there talking about it which was oh, hilarious. Yeah. It was hilarious watching like Doug like interact
0: with the random voice like like "Oh what? What?" <laughs> Then uh, TBD for the Switch, another PM Studios title, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Looks cool. Um, then in October, we are getting a game for the Switch and Game Boy Color. It's Extreme Sports, which I had never heard about, but I went on eBay. It was only $40. Um, I don't know if it's a reprint because the guy was selling a lot of them brand new for 40 bucks. So I have no idea if this is a super rare, like rare game or if it's just wasn't you know rare to begin with but we're getting it for the switch and it looks cool and then finally on july 8th so it just passed pre-orders are open for ease origin for the switch um and there yeah, you go that, that was, was cool. their entire lineup so really quick we'll start with you jeffrey what would you think about it
1: so i ended up you know having to watch it because i was at work so i watched it after um, so JP already blew up my feed on the way home from work with tons and tons of posts um, so I knew the big the big items the ones that were for, for pre-order already. so I knew about Ease Origins and I knew about, was it Kunyai? yep uh, yeah, I knew about those two already but I didn't know about some of the other big ones so it was really cool seeing Mummy Demastered um, that one has been like we've been waiting for that forever I was surprised by my, Mighty Gumball burst, burst I think we talked about that that we wanted that really bad when we were playing the Azure Striker Mm -hmm. games. Like, we were like, man, we really want somebody to release that physically. So I think they all listen to the Playcast, and they just, like, when we talk (laughs) about a game, they just lock it in and release it, because they know... Those guys
0: have good taste.
1: Those guys know what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Of course, Curse of the Moon 2 was probably my game uh, stealer of the show, but it was kind of a a known one, whereas, like, Castlevania... Like they got a Konami license.
3: Mm-hmm. Um
1: I'm not gonna steal Barry's Thunder and say Grandia, so um but Castlevania to me is is the big game announcement
2: of the of the mm-hmm. whole show.
0: Nice. What about you, Barry? Uh
2: for me yeah, Grandia was definitely the the one I was wanting the most and mm-hmm. when that song just started playing the the Grandia theme, like I just started like like just cheering. I was like, Yes, finally But you know, Castlevania is probably my number two. And then to get things like Muddy Gun Vault Burst, because that's one that I wanted included on the Striker Pack, and I was mad that it wasn't included, because I'm like, well, that's going to be digital only, although it was just Muddy Gun Vault then. There was no, no Burst version, the original. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, he should have been included, but because it has, you know, Mighty Number no. 9, and there's two parties together, I didn't think it was ever going to happen, so it's great to get this physically. Uh, that is an awesome 8-bit game. And uh, yeah, that... Those are like super huge. Mummy Demastered, of course. Uh, just I mean, I was,
1: I was really worried about Mummy it. Demastered because of the license that it was going to get pulled from the eShop. So we're getting a physical. Mm. It means it's
2: preserved. Yep. One, one thing I'm really wondering is because I was talked a little bit with Josh and, and the, it was cut short. Uh, or Doug actually said it, it was cut short. The, they wanted another. They had, they had more announcements. At the end, and they, well that's right. You yeah, like yeah, called the them end, out or something. I called and... them out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stated that it was—it just ended abruptly because I think yeah. the presentation was great, and then it just like sputtered, and I was yep. like, "Wait, what?" Um, and they said there was one more announcement, and they—they just did a contract. They posted yeah. that it was like twenty-five page contract. For that game and another one, and they're making it happen. So I don't know when they're going to say what game was supposed to be there at the end, but let the speculation start. But overall, got yeah.
0: Pilgrim confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I'll be honest. I was watching it, and I'm I I let the the video play until it yep. it, it fully ended because I'm thinking like there's got to be one more thing. Like I'm, I'm expecting one more thing, and then. I was like, okay, nothing's happening, and then you hear talking a little bit, and I'm thinking, like, oh, maybe they're, like, whispering, like, oh, maybe we should do one more thing, and then, like, nothing. But overall, I mean, like, I'll tell you, like, my highlights, same as yours, I mean, I was really, I love RPGs, I love old school, so Grandia HD collection for me, definitely top. Demon Turf from For Brawls looks really good. Does look uh, cool. The Castlevania, obviously, I mean, I'm going through the list, everything Switch-related i <laughs> everything. <enjoy. laughs> so everything for this. switch I, somebody asked me before uh the presentation like what are you looking forward to and i go like honestly like with limit run games if it's coming to the switch i'm probably gonna be satisfied so i told that afterwards i was like well i was fully satisfied every game i'm gonna buy i'm gonna enjoy um but yeah i i like the presentation and to me they're fun like i love seeing a whole bunch of titles all at once especially games you didn't know or you didn't think would be coming to the switch we're getting now so um, I'm a big fan of presentations like this. And then, uh, yeah, I liked it. So that was uh, LRG3 2020. And it's interesting with all those.
1: Like I said, Scott Pilgrim confirmed, but in their newsletters, they have like a Scott Pilgrim rumor section. So it's like, why do you lead us on and then not do it? <laughs> 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 ah, it's still be. cool, though. Um, glad to see that they do those and can't wait to see next year's.
0: Even though they had now they get all these games out, so Uh, but there's so many for the switch that are coming and the TBD. We don't know if it's 2021 because if it's not, it's a big, big lineup. I was so funny. I think the one thing I saw everybody going, like, my wallet's crying. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I go, yep. I picked the perfect time to go on a hiatus. (laughs) I picked the perfect time to keep going for a full set.
3: (laughs) Barry just never stops.
2: Um, No, it's, it's one of those things where I'm just so... Excited and what's funny is when this was happening I was in a, a discord chat with another one of my friends and we were both like oh my god oh my god with every release and my wife is in there and she was in a meeting and so she's just getting these pings like every game we're like oh my god oh my god oh my god and like <laughs> like halfway through she told me she just literally just started crying she's just like oh my god my wallet <laughs> you know like my bank account <laughs> Um, here's That's the other true. thing that we saw that was
1: announced that I was super excited about was the Sega Astro City Mini Arcade. Yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. So it looks like the Neo Geo Mini Cab, but has apparently, like, proper buttons and everything. And the Astro City, like, that is on my bucket list to get one of those, get a, you know, a JAMA version, get one of those, and actually like have my own because it's a tabletop arcade it's a classic that they use in japan across like in the bars and in all their game centers they have those like sitting there with tons of titles on it it's like it's a classic japanese arcade scene and we're getting a mini
0: version which is awesome
3: Mm -hmm.
0: also i saw on uh, amazon japan that day the uh pocket mega drive uh console that actually plays mega drive cartridges is coming out too (laughs) oh that's weird like a uh-huh.
1: um, Nomad? Yeah, similar to that. <laughs> like, like, it's like a Nomad, huh? Oh, okay. They're
0: re releasing the Nomad, but Pocket. I, I, why not? <laughs> and maybe to make up for the uh, Pocket Mini Game Gear. <laughs> I, like, you know uh, what? We're not going to one... preload games, just use your own.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing that doesn't meet Barry's criteria because there's not interchangeable cartridges.
0: So he doesn't have to buy it. So thank you. Steve. I don't have to buy it. Oh, good. Because that is just a cash grab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, there was a little bit more news. I'll just mention one more that I saw this week, and then if you had anything, we'll go to you guys. But today, Nintendo had their Nintendo Treehouse Live. They showed Paper Mario, some gameplay, and then they showed a new way forward game that's coming out physically in November. I think November eighth. Hmm. Um, it's Bakugan. So Bakugans. there's a new Bakugan coming <laughs> coming out. It actually looks pretty cool, very animeish. It's going to support online battles. Um, I don't think people were expecting that from. Uh, for that to be WayForward's uh, announced new game, but they premiered it there. So, yeah, that's coming out. Um, other than that, I will say, if we're talking anime, um, earlier this week, Outright Games is localizing and bringing over the Zoids game that came out a while back in Japan, and it's going to have English uh, dubbed on it. So, damn. I am, making I'm very my, making my Japanese own section. <laughs> yeah, I did not think we would get this game, and I'm actually. I'll be honest. Like I like outright games, but they normally focus, I would say, more on like kid kitty titles, like you know Paw Patrol. They have the uh, How to Train Your Dragon. They have Ice Age. But for them to be doing Zoids, like yes, Zoids is like a more kitty anime. But I was not expecting them to be the ones to do it. So I'm very happy that we're getting it because um, I bought it, you know, when it came out in Japan, and I'll buy it again now that we'll able to be un- able to understand it all and it'll be dubbed. But Maybe yet, if everybody enjoyed. keeps supporting it, they'll do Racing with JP. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day. Maybe. It's going to happen. <laughs>
1: yeah. um,
0: I I want to say that... Oh, sorry. There's one more piece of news. Um, Super lots of Rare news. Games had an issue. I think everybody on Thursday at 1pm Eastern Time had an issue with Shopify. It wasn't just them, but First Press Games had a sale at 1pm. Uh, V-Blank had a sale at 1pm and Super Rare. And... All of them, what happened was their games popped up on the site and immediately showed as sold out. So, of course, everyone goes to social media going, it's sold out already, had to sell out, there's only a second up, blah, 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 bots, scalpers, blah, 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 blah. Um, it turns out it was a Shopify issue, I think just like global, like everybody using Shopify just had an issue. And mm-hmm. while V-Blank and um, First Press Games had to wait about like a half an hour and open up their sales again, Super Rare made the decision to just postpone it a week. So that's why I said that next week you'll be able to do SteamWorld Dig and SteamWorld Heist. Hopefully, <laughs> Yeah, I think you will. Um, but yeah, unfortunately they had to postpone it. Um, interestingly enough, what happened was people who are part of the club were able to pre-order it at least two days before so their orders are secure. But then while it was down, they they changed the description on the site to test um, because they were trying out things. But what happened was people were able to still check out with these test items. Um and they are honoring those. So if you were JP, able to get no good story starts with what happened was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but that was all the. I think that's all the news. Aside from that, okay. One more. Tomorrow is Devolver's <laughs> Direct on Saturday, so definitely check that out. Now I'm there's nothing done, going no matter on. what. I'm done.
2: You're done. I'm done. Uh, I was going to say there's the only other piece that I could think of was more of a game updates uh, with two bigger. You know Nintendo titles, one being Animal Crossing, which has the, uh, swimming. the big swimming update went yeah. live. Uh, the day, the night we were recording, pretty much it went live uh, yeah. with deep sea and the, all the the sea uh, deep sea creatures and the pearls and the mermaid set. Um, I don't know if you guys have messed around with that or played. I know JP's still living in a tent, um, but it's to the us. point now where my wife.
1: Has taken her original island, moved all the items it so she can start a new island on the first switch. <laughs> so I don't even have a tent anymore because she killed my my character. She killed off, your tent <laughs> but um, but, but that also means she won't be playing as Hagen
2: anymore. So she, won't, so I can actually play as my actual yay. account again. <laughs> but now that that was a big update, and I was uh, but they also had to do another patch today. This this morning they did a patch because swimming actually. Added an exploit, because in the game a lot of people will set up fences. Um, so, like if you're doing a trade, they'll set up a little fence so you come off the, the, the out of the plane into the dock, and walk onto the an island, and you can only go into the fenced area because you can't move fences. So it's safe. You can't ravage someone's island. You get there, you trade, and you leave. But because of swimming, now you can leave the. The airport and jump immediately into the water from the dock, <laughs> swim around <laughs> the fences and get onto someone else's island. And people have done that and like ravaged islands and like cut down trees and just just to troll oh, people. God. And it's like, oh my god, you know. JP, like, you've been playing. <laughs> I'm not.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's, it's interesting how you know Nintendo would be like, here's this new thing, and of course someone will will find a way to to ruin other people's fun. Um, but the other thing that they put out uh, involving Smash, which was, uh, it started today, there's a new event, a new uh, spirit event involving Octopath Traveler, with Ooh. four spirits for Octopath Traveler, and uh, they are available to the 15th, and then they will eventually cycle through in a couple months, hmm. but uh, definitely if you're a spirit... No, you know, mother, um, you Barry, a- speaking of
1: Smash, like, so we played some games this weekend, we played... Super um, Mario Party, but we also played Smash Brothers. So my, Uh, me, my wife, and my daughter. And my daughter actually won a bunch of matches. She's getting really good. Like I was like, "Holy cow, you're actually!" Because I don't let anybody win. Like I was like, "Oh my god, (laughs) you're getting good." Like it's it's really cool to see her like getting better and better as she gets older at games. Did you get Min Min? Um, we did not, I did I didn't buy the second pack because we hadn't played the game in so long. If my daughter says she wants to play again and we start making a routine, I'll buy the second fighter pack for sure. Mm-hmm. But we did, I definitely got to play as some of the other characters like Terry Bogard, which I hadn't played with yet. Nice. Um, I who else like were them. some of the downloadable characters?
2: Banjo-Kazooie,
1: Hero. Uh, yeah, Banjo-Kazooie, the Hero. Yeah. By I enjoyed playing as them. Also, like, I'm still unlocking characters. So, like, we unlocked Dark Pit finally and Cloud and a few others. So I haven't even locked them yet. So it's hilarious going back and continuing to play. We always play an eight-player Smash, too, the whole time.
2: Nice. Which
1: is fun. Nice. Super fun. That's why, like, anybody really could win. Unlike cheating-ass Super Mario Party. That always makes <laughs> us mad. Like we're going through, and my wife and I, because my daughter like refuses to play. We get our butts beat because the computer just mauls us every on the easiest setting. Mauls us every time.
0: <laughs> All right. Funny. Any other news?
1: I think that's it. I, I definitely have about twenty seven things to
0: not talk about now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, hey, no. for next time.
0: Yeah. All right. So- well, with that said, why don't we let everybody know where we can find each other?
1: Okay, so as always, you can find all my stuff over at Hagen'sAlley.com. Next weekend, probably right after we record, I'll be at Virtual NerdCon Summer Edition. Um, It's actually an online virtual event, but you download a program and you get to walk around. It's almost like Animal Crossing or something like that where you create an avatar. All the characters look like hipsters though, so like you gotta like wear like a little collar button up shirt or something. But like because I went and downloaded it just to create my character and then there's apparently a code or something. You have to go to Eventbrite and I think it's like a couple bucks to go in, but like there's vendors that are selling stuff live so you can go support vendors and like I'm gonna have my books up for for sale and everything, and then there's panels and things. So I like myself and Eight Bit Steve, who did the Easy Way Friday Thirteenth book with me. Um, we're gonna be doing a panel talking about, uh, you know, doing different types of strategy guides and making physical books in a digital age. So we're gonna talk about that. It's gonna be fun. And I'm doing the Hagen's Alley Summer Sale in conjunction. You don't have to be at the event to do this to be a part of the sale. Um, I'm gonna have books there, super cheap. I'm gonna have a Super Nintendo collection, my Super Nintendo books. I have the NES Homebrew collection with the, my two books that have some NES Homebrew in it. And then there's gonna be an exclusive NES aftermarket game that's been in high demand to get physically, mm-hmm. and been working with the developer on it, and he's super cool, and he's working on other cool stuff too now. So there's your hint, everyone. Really, nice. really awesome game um jp wants me to do a because i have like a a picture for it he wants me to shadow out the game and he's gonna post a a teaser (laughs) so i'm gonna do that i'm gonna shadow out the game and then jp will tease it out for everybody's listening (laughs) so but um as always you can find me on facebook and the twitter (laughs) at
2: Hagen's alley and at Hagen's alley books on instagram barry nice uh yeah i'm not going to be at a virtual con but uh if you haven't seen already the uh up with the rest of the switch mania playcast i just mm-hmm. got a wonderful industry talk with physicality games so which is really go
1: ahead and good to listen to barry you Thank did awesome for. on that
2: i appreciate it so definitely listen to that and uh the video version of that will be going live next week early next week and on the nintendo fuse youtube so if you listen to it and you actually want to Watch it, or if you haven't heard it yet and you do want to watch it, you can see all our ugly mugs as we uh, we talk video games. <laughs> and, watch uh, all of Barry's reactions; his face yeah, is oh, funny. Oh, you you can. Like, You'll be able to see it live. He's like, ugh, uh, ugh. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you know actually actually I will say there's one funny part in it because uh, I move my hands and I actually hit my headset. And I almost dropped it, so I actually do have like a quick moment of panic. I'm like, "Oh God!" You know, and I caught it. Um, but so I'm right there. I don't edit; like it's live. You know, it's that's how I do it. I keep it real. Um, but yeah, I do definitely check that out if, if uh, you're interested to hear a little bit about physicality games. I do have some more episodes that will be coming down the pipeline for industry talk, and uh, I will. I'm, I'm working on it, but I, hopefully, I'll be a guest on the We the Gamer cast. Um, who was supposed to go Monday. I was supposed to be, they had technical difficulties. So hopefully I could schedule that in. And I will say we just had our 201st Nintendo fuse podcast where we had a contest, which, uh, went extremely well. Uh, so it was my first time actually doing any type of giveaways. I know JP is the expert at that, but it was nice just to be able to give stuff away and and meet some new people. And, and just, I love that. I love giving back to the community. So, uh, you can find all that information and more at Twitter, where I'm at Hawk Hellfire, and uh, always happy to talk games. And on Facebook and on YouTube, you can check me out at Nintendo Fuse. JP, what about you?
0: You can find me JPSwitchMania.com for over 520 something reviews now on games, both both physical and digital. I also put out my weekly release post, which I realized I haven't started yet. But Oh, no. There goes JP's weekend. I wrote the list. I just have to make it look pretty now, but thankfully it's not too, too bad. Um, You can also go to JP Switchmania on Facebook for the community site, uh, YouTube for some video reviews, unboxings uh, of collector editions, Instagram, where occasionally I'll post a picture, but of course I live on Twitter, so if you... Want to be kept in the loop? Just turn your notifications on. Follow me. I do giveaways constantly. So, for instance, right now I partnered up with um... Who did I partner up with? Wanakot PR. And we're Ah. giving away three physical copies of the wonderful 101 Remastered right now. So, that's the pinned tweet. So, it's going until July 14th. And then, on my own, I decided to celebrate Ultraman Day by giving away the Ultraman series on Blu-ray. So, that contest is going live now Ends next week also on twitter open to everybody um but yeah i post pretty much constantly 24 7 of all the upcoming games news uh all that good jazz so if you like that stuff please give me a follow on twitter um and also thank you for listening i think jeffrey normally says this but thank you for listening also jp
1: does this every time (laughs) i do but
0: but i want to say one thing i want to say thank you to everyone who left a video uh or a voice a message <laughs> for us. It's very nice to start yes. getting those in. I hope they continue. If you have questions relating to the switch, please leave a message, and we'll do our best to give you our honest answers if we can. Um, and also, just thanks for the feedback and support.
1: Yeah, yes, thank I, you, everybody, I, for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye. Have a good one. And remember, a vote for Jeff is a vote for freedom.